she just walk in the room, it's just candy and food and food. And anytime she said something was difficult, like she, she wanted to go out for sports. So she would go out for sports. Like I think she tried like three or four or five of them. But every time she'd be like, oh man, like it's kind of difficult. And they'd be like, oh, if it's difficult, just stop. Don't, don't do it. Like if it's, if it, if it's difficult, don't, don't do anything. Like just sit down. There's just, there's just a lot of absolute nonsense. So it, 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 you know, it's, Back to your point of people needing. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very, very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us on Instagram at ALWPod. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for being Thank you. here. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming me. in. Uh, let me ask you a question. Do you remember the last time you were essentially put on a blind date of sorts? The last time someone came to you and said, I know this person, right, romantically or not, and you should go sit down with them somewhere. I do. Tell us about that. <laughs> so my current boyfriend. Yes. This happened with that's him. That's so funny. I, I know. <laughs> I, that's so funny because I just thought about asking you this question like before we sat down. That's so funny. Just clearly in concurrence with what's happening with us right now. Uh-huh. That's why I came yep. to my mind. And I was like, how ill would it be if she was like, actually, my current boyfriend. That's so crazy. Well, there you go. Okay. All right. So so tell, tell me about that. Okay. Um, so <laughs> two years ago, I started at the chiropractor's office that I'm working at now. Mm-hmm. And I met my boyfriend's dad. Okay. He was a patient there. Okay. And well, he still is, um, but he used to come in a lot more. Okay. And while I, I do the soft tissue on patients before mm. they get adjusted. Mm. So while I'm doing the soft tissue, I've got about eight to 10 minutes with each patient. Yeah. And we're talking and he's just asking me questions about myself and everything. Um, fast so, so, so dad's taking the lead. Yeah. So asking. dad is, yeah. And I have no idea to this, right? right. I don't know his family. Yeah. I don't know that he has a son. Right. Um, fast forward a year later, oh. um, he actually visits my church with his family. Okay. Um, because their pastor had gotten COVID. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and well, I did forget a piece when we were talking, we found out that his neighbors went to my church. So he was excited about that. Okay. But again, like, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, of course. He never came to visit or anything. Um, I come to church one Sunday, and it was actually a God thing that I was there at all because I was going through kind of a party. Well, I still like to go out, but um, (laughs) I definitely wasn't consistent with uh, going on Sundays. But this Sunday, I went. I had gone out the night before, but I just went anyways. Party phase. I do like to see my parents, so I (laughs) went to hang out. And then... um, one of the ladies from my church comes up to me after the sermon and she goes, so, so my neighbors are here and their son is really cute and you should go over and talk to him. Mm. And I look over and I'm like, oh, I know his dad, but I can't remember from where because right. it had been a while since I'd seen his dad. Right, yeah. And um, I could not for the life of me figure it out. And then they make their way over and I'm with my dad and they, they 
Wade is my boyfriend's yeah. dad's name. And he came up and he was like, Rachel. And I still couldn't remember his name at yeah. the time. So You're I was like, like hey, oh, no. Hey, you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't remember where I know you from. And he's like, Lighthouse. And he's like, this is my family. And he had his daughter and his son with him. And so they introduced me to them. And um, Luke is my boyfriend's mm-hmm. name. So I got Shout to Shout out to Luke. I got, yes, I got <laughs> to meet him. And... I didn't, I still wasn't really thinking about it too much, but yeah. he was very cute. I right. just, I didn't think about it too much. Yeah, yeah. It all happened too fast. Yeah, I was about to say, this is really fast. And like, it's hey, like, you at should go over there, talk too. to this guy. And then Wade comes over, hey, meet my son. And then Luke's here, like, hey, what's up? But I'm you Luke. know, like, me being me was either super oblivious or they just did mm. such a smooth job of uh, not making me actually feel like they were trying like to set me up. Like it was a real setup. It was very yeah. seamless. Exactly. But, I actually, a few dates after, so like a month later, Luke does call me up and ask me on a date. Mm. Um, but this is after a lot of people kept saying, oh, you should go on a date with right, him and, right, and right, everything. Right, right. They just could tell by our personalities, I guess, that we would get along well. Okay. In in the first date? Yeah. So it, it went really well. It went really well. Okay. Oh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it so much. Okay. So we got together. He took me out for dinner. Um and we just talked, just like we're doing right now. Yeah. We just got to know each other. And there wasn't any awkward silence. And mm. I just thought that, I don't know, he was so sweet. And I really, I just really liked well, him. Well, I'm glad that you had that experience because it was probably not just that one, but experiences like that, that reinforced meeting new people in that sort of setup. Like, hey, you should just go sit down with this dude that you have no idea about <laughs> that just does a podcast where that sort of works out. And you're like, you know what? I've done this before. It might go well. Yeah. So I'm glad that that was, that was able to be the case for you. I, I am pretty good at trusting people early on. And some, oh, really? some people uh, in my family, I think, are scared for me in certain aspects. Right. But like I've learned a lot because I've definitely had bad experiences with mm-hmm. that. So I am cautious, but... I don't know that, um, I don't know. I just, sometimes you can just tell when people don't have any like second, yeah. they don't, you know, they're not any dirty. They're just, motives. yeah, they're just, they're being honest. They're not dirty. They're just trying to be nice. And <laughs> I didn't know how. No, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Like they're not dirty. They're, they're not grimy. They're not looking at you with like deceit and like trying to figure out like an angle. Mm-hmm. It's just. Just the person that's sitting in front of you is just that. Like just they're, that. they're just them. Just that. Yeah, that is true. But you gotta learn. You gotta learn that though. Yeah, you, you do. You, you do. have to learn that there's. It could go either way. Yeah. And that's a hard lesson to learn. It is. <laughs> I think. Like before this, you were asking me if if I felt like most kids growing up are just kind of are going to find drugs like appealing and just want to sort of just test them out or know about them and and if you if i also feel like the conditions in which they grow up around are a huge part of that right like so the nurture part of it and i definitely think that there's a huge nature part of it i definitely feel like it can be something that is genetic like if you're just if i'm just in the womb and my mom's just doing crack like there's a good chance i might come out and just like want some crack like i might have this addictive personality or trait that's just kind of wrought through. I I don't know. I'm not a scientist, (laughs) but like I hear that that's a thing. Right. Um, So in a lot of those experiences that I just very, very lightly, if if I I didn't even really touch on it, just kind of like brush through 
it's a lot of those experiences that taught me so much, not just about myself, but about like seeing other people, mm-hmm. like and noticing other people's intentions and being able to like look at people in their face and in their eyes and mm-hmm. in their body language and listen to their, their tone of voice and ac- acutely like dissect their verbiage like the words that they're using on me and it's just like but it's all one huge thing it's like one huge mosaic piece and we call that intuition Mm. right so at the end of the day i think a lot of those help my intuition but you have to kind of go through these modes i mean and everyone's way of getting there is very different which is why a lot of people's intuition are like fucked up in regards to other people's intuition. Yeah. But yeah, I think you definitely have to go through those and try to figure out like, can I go over this person's house? Like, and when I open up the door, like what's the, (laughs) like what's the vibe when I walk in, you know what I mean? Like what's going on in here? Well, it looks pretty cool. He's got some nice, he's got some purples and some greens on the wall. He's got some live what you love up on this wall. Okay. (laughs) All right. See, like, so far, it seems, like, pretty good. So far, so good. Went on a nice little walk. There you go. Right? We got some water. Icebreaker. We got some water. We got some water. Mm-hmm. We're good to go. Good to go. All right. So, how do you feel so far? I feel good. I still feel a little bit nervous. I won't lie. What? So, about what? Like, can you pinpoint what? Like, what nervous about what? I think it's... I don't know. I think it's just knowing that so many people... Mm. can listen even though they're not right here in the room right with me. right 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 it's just yeah I, you're just conscious about your words i guess or, so yeah, yeah. Huh. Huh. i guess so i guess because i want this to be something because it's an exciting experience okay um i don't know anyone in my family that's been asked to be on a podcast before mm. and i just think that that's so interesting and cool yeah because in a million like i just wouldn't have thought that someone would have asked me to do this so I'd like for them to be able to listen, you know? Isn't it kind of funny when someone says, hey, you should meet this other person? Did you ever go back and ask? Well, I guess you didn't because you just said that they, you assume now that all of the, that huge cohort of, of humans that wanted you to meet Luke just probably thought these two would get along. It's something about them. But yeah. you never, But you never <laughs> asked for specifics, right? Like You never asked for details. Like, what was it really that made you want me to go talk to this guy? Yeah, like you I never don't know. asked that? No, I guess not. I know Wade mentioned, I just thought she'd be your type. <laughs> so okay, like, so what, it's one of those things. Yeah, <laughs> the type. Ah, it's so vague, but possibly so true. Possibly. Okay. Do you know why Jess put us here in this room? She said, <clears throat> well, just from like our conversation, I remember her. By the way, she listens to every episode. I know. <laughs> she loves your podcast. Um, well, we were, I was giving her a massage and I remember we were just talking about, she had asked me what kind of, if I listen to podcasts and what podcasts I might listen to. And I told her that if I do listen to something like this, um, I like it to be more like nonfiction. Like I can gain mm. something from it. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or like a book. Like I like audiobooks, I but I would rather, I would probably pick a podcast over an audiobook because I enjoy reading itself. But, mm. um, and she was like, well, have you ever thought about being on a podcast? And she was like, because my friend does them. And I just, 
I'm trying to think of who I would be interested in listening to for an hour or two. Right, and she right. goes, and I just think that you would be one of them. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. that's so flattering. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. First it's and very foremost. very flattering, to yeah, be honest. Is. Like, anyone who says that, I told her, I was like, I think that's the nicest thing anyone's ever told me. <laughs> that I would love to listen to you speak yeah. for over an hour. I was like, yeah, that's so is. sweet. That is what's kind of fascinating about this medium. Right. Yeah. Like the reason why I even do this, like one, it's 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 so new. It's so booming. I mean, even though it's still been, it's happening for a while in in uh, like macro sense, this is very new technology and a very new medium that people are doing. And for people to want to listen to anyone speak about things for over an hour, two hours plus. Like, that's a fascinating thing. Like, what is it about each other that we just that we want to know about? Like, what is it about that? that insight that's going on over there that I don't know about that makes us want to tune in and just hear what someone has to say, because that, that is huge, right? We're podcasting with or without microphones. Like you and I outside just taking a walk. Like we, people do this. Now we also do it at different levels. Like yeah. there are people that, so clearly you said there were no awkward silences on that first day with you and Luke, right? That means that there was probably some time that you where like the like inverse happened, where you spoke to someone at some point in time in your life and it was awkward. Like yes. you've had to have awkward, <laughs> oh, yes. awkward moments where like a guy wanted to you know try to proposition you or something, and it just for sure like the vibe just wasn't quite there. That you might even say the person was dry. That's a thing that people say about people. It, it gets weird. Yeah. So what is it about certain people that we want to hear them talk, right? Like, that's a that's a fascinating thing. Like, I'd love to hear this person talk for over an hour, two hours. But this person, like, they just talk. And unfortunately, I don't want to hear much from them. Like, that's a real issue. That- I would say it's because they admire the person. Okay. But at the same time whoever's listening to me right now doesn't know me. Right. And so they don't know if they like me or not. Right. They've never met me. So they're just hearing this person. But you're right. They're interested. They're going to listen to what I have to say for whatever reason. So I, that's, but in that, and that's the fascinating point. Like, what is it about, like, what are the qualities and characteristics? Now I've, I've, I, I mean, I know some of them, right. But knowing them and not knowing them, it's, as I said, it doesn't even have to do with podcasting. It has everything to do with like the types of friends you're going to be able to like garner in your life, mm-hmm. or the types of opportunities you're going to be able to come across in life. Because if I don't want to hear you talk and I have a job for you, there's a good chance I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I met her. Like, I, you know, we, we did the interview, but like, I can't listen to her talk like I, <laughs> like I I see her li- I yeah. see her resume her resume is awesome like her yeah. credentials are awesome but like I can't listen to her talk man like it was like five minutes in and I was done you know and like that's that's a huge thing so since I was little little I it, it's like a weird thing to look back on now because like I was I was an insecure little kid like to some degree like I feel like we all are right yeah. like maybe some of us more than others. Some of us just have like huge ego. Like as soon as you like, you just grow up <laughs> with all the confidence in the world. You just come out of the yeah, womb. So, like, some people are like I'm that. Run the world. <laughs> some people are truly like that, but it was that wasn't me. And so, the way that I had to deal with a lot of things was, I knew 
that I wanted human beings to like me. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that at a very, very early age. And so I was an observer at a young, young age mm-hmm. trying to figure out, I'm just looking around. I'm talking about from the eight, like five years old, right. looking around thinking like, what is this person doing? Like, okay, they just did this and they got a laugh. Oh, like, like, okay. So like that type of thing is indicative of a charming person. Like now clearly it's not this sophisticated. Like I'm not using these words and stuff like that. But as I'm growing up, I'm, I'm looking at people and I'm studying very keenly what is charismatic, what is not, what is funny, what is not, like what is acceptable, what is not, all these different things because I'm clearly trying to fill some sort of void, right? Because I want people to like me. Yeah. And so then I get into communications, interpersonal communications, public speaking, all this types of stuff. And I'm just, I'm just absorbing so much information about it all because I need to know what makes the difference between the person that you want to listen to and the person that you don't, when they speak, you're just like, Oh my God! Like who? Aww. Like who? Like who invited Earl? Like, <laughs> like God, man! Like this would have been, because you know who you, you don't want. You don't want to be like, hey man, listen, like we're gonna do this thing on Friday night. Like everybody's gonna be there. It's gonna be super awesome. But like, don't fucking invite Earl. Like, <laughs> like don't, don't tell Rachel about it. Like if for like, please don't let Rachel know. Just don't let her know. I know you like her. And like, she's really cool. Like, we like her too. It's just, come on, man. Like, we don't want to be around her for that long. I don't know. I don't think that it has to do with just the way that they talk. Well, Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely not. At that point, I feel like it's got to be a deeper, like, it's just how they think, how they perceive things. Because right. you project that when you talk. Exactly. So I feel like that it's more of like a moral and okay just, ethical yeah i think that yeah. at that point it kind of sounds more like that than just right and so so here's the thing so you're saying well maybe people don't want to listen to me right or, or your first premise is incorrect you proved it incorrect which is they like me right like they mm-hmm. adore this mm-hmm. person you're like oh well the people listening to this don't know me but the more and more you speak the more we get to know you very and true. it's and it's just like you walking around and trying to figure out if this person is quote unquote dirty or not, <laughs> or, or like or you can or if they're gonna be cool and you can be around them. It's like you're 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 listening to not just the words they're using, but you're you're listening to the tone of voice. Like, do, do they sound pleasant, right? Like, yeah. do they do, you know like they're they're hearing you and the people that want to watch it will be viewing you and they're like, what like does she look like she's listening? Because a person that looks like they're listening is a pleasant person, is a more pleasant person than a person that doesn't look like they're listening, right? Like, wh- like yeah. what's her tone of voice sound like? Does she sound like she's being honest? So then you starting to put you starting to put together all these different pieces. And again, at the end of this, will they know you? No, they won't know you, but they'll have some sort of idea. They'll have a piece of you. Exactly, <laughs> they'll know whatever it is you decide to present to them. Right. I That's feel like it has a lot to do with like where you meet the person, the place mm. that you talk to them the most. Yeah. Is it at work or is it with friends yeah. or at church or at school? Because yeah. people act differently in different We've talked about environments. We, we've yeah. already listen, we've known each other for like thirty minutes and we've already talked no, about this. Yeah. <laughs> we've already yeah, touched no. on this. It's a huge thing. I think about it a lot. I've talked about How so? so um 
I'm a Christian. Right. And so in the Christian doctrine. Yes, well, just like community. Okay. It's a huge thing. People who are not Christians think a lot of Christians are hypocrites. It's a huge mm. thing. Mm. And Christians within the Christian mm. church will think each other are being hypocrites. Okay. And it's just this this line of following God's law and wanting to live a life that you're happy in, mm. right? And I think growing up, I was also very observant. I'm the youngest in my family. Oh. So um, uh, there's four of us kids. Okay. So you just observe. You, that's all you got, right? So you, you just observe yeah. your older siblings. You observe their friends, uh, what happens when they do certain things with their friends. <laughs> like you just, you observe. Yeah. And so I think something that I fixated on a lot growing up was I love Christ, so I want to follow him. And that's something that I... I have a hard time witnessing because to me that's so personal, mm. um, my relationship with him, that is. and um, But at the same time, I do love um, like going out and having fun. And I love dancing. That's my big thing. I would go out all the time. Once I was 21, that was it. Me and my sister were always out every weekend. Dancing. And um, so there's this, this fine line where like, you know, people at the church see you do certain things. Yeah. But then you go to church every Sunday. Right. So then it's like, you feel like a hypocrite, maybe mm. because people said it, maybe because you just know that how other people have perceived other people in the past. Yeah. So growing up, that was like a huge theme, I feel like, that I would just observe. Yeah. And so it's always, and I had a talk with my mom about that too, because um, I dress a certain way that some Christians wouldn't say was, I guess, proper, because you, you want to be modest um yeah. you don't want to provoke right but at the same time tempt yes but at the same time i think that i don't know i don't look at it like that like i love clothes <laughs> and, <I'm, laughs> I love clothes. I, and i'm content with myself so yeah. i'm not scared to wear certain things mm. that maybe someone else would and when you say you love clothes, it just means you just love just trying out new things. I like, do. So my it, sister actually gave me a new bag of clothes the other day and I was so excited because, nice. you know, what's old to someone is new to you. So it was like I just went shopping for free. Yeah, very nice. I was nice. so excited. But like things like that make you excited. You actually feel like going out when you have some pretty things. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I completely some, get that. And some people it's like shoes, mm -hmm. you know, like everyone's got their thing. But yeah. I do. I, I love clothes. But, um, and I don't get to wear my own very often because I'm always in a uniform for work. Oh, uh, yeah. Or I'm at the gym. Oh, yeah. So, I See, live so in then leggings. you get to bust out yeah. and then like show you, express yourself through clothing. Yeah. A yeah. Because you're yeah. always in uniform somewhere. Yeah. I get that. I yeah. definitely get that. Um, but anyway, so there, that was kind of like growing up, I think something I definitely fixated on was I don't want to be a hypocrite. I love Christ, but I want to live my life and like do this stuff so mm. it's it's a hard thing it's a hard and i think it's harder than than you're even explaining it to be to be honest with it you. Is, i yeah. think that what's funny is we can just move outside the realm of just like the christian doctrine i i feel like you i don't know if you can be a human and not be a hypocrite at the same time i think it's impossible <laughs> like this because the things that that you espouse, right? Some of them are a lot of things that you actually do and like you practice what you preach like on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. 
but you're never perfect. So that means that really a lot of the things that you're espousing, you know, you're expressing are really at they're really aspirations. You're really when you speak about things that you want to be and the way that you want to act, you're really just talking about how you see your highest self. And so you're like, if I another way of putting it is if I was perfect all the time, then this is what I would do. Right. Like that's that's really what it is you say when you're like, oh, well, I'm this type of person. Or I like to do that. It's like, yeah, you are. But you're also a lot of other things like you're you're so complex. You're human. Yeah. You're so complex. So people look at you and this is super superficial. People look at you and they're like, all right, well, she's in the church. But she's wearing those clothes and their mind is already fucked up. Like now they're, <laughs> they're, their mind is already like tossing and turning. Yeah, and it's guess. like you're getting caught. You're getting hung up on super superficial stuff. We haven't even gotten into the depths of who she is and mm-hmm. what she believes and who she's trying to be, who she sees her future self with, what her what the nitty gritty of all of her internetworking is with all of her community being friends, family, Luke. All these different, you know, strangers, the the clients that you have, we don't even know anything about that. And they're already getting hung up on, oh, but she's wearing this and she goes to church. Mm-hmm. If you're getting hung up there, you'll never understand the complexity of anyone. Like you won't you won't get anywhere because you, you that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like that's ridiculous. Like we're so we're so intricate. We're yeah. so complex. There's so much going on. So I, I, you know, I, you just gotta, you know, you see somebody saying something like, yeah, I, I, you know, they're giving advice to someone. Yeah. I really feel like you should fucking leave that guy. That guy's terrible. <laughs> like you should definitely leave that guy. That guy's terrible. He doesn't treat you right. Like every time we go out with him, he's like constantly hitting on me. Like he's just like, there's a bunch of stuff going on. But then that person giving that advice ends up in a relationship very similar to it or something like that there's just plenty of things that you see externally and the advice that you would give someone else they like you just don't always take it it's it's, that's just life like you're not always going to be in the best mental emotional state to make all of the best decisions you possibly can at every single moment of your life so therefore you're going to be a hypocrite like you're you could because you because you aspire to be better but you're not always going to live up to that. And so that's just that's just going to that's just going to be the case. Now, I think some people are worse than others. <laughs> like I, there's still a scale here. Yeah. You know. Uh my friend and I were actually talking about this the other day and I thought that this was just like genius if if more people looked at themselves as a series of people as opposed to one person, meaning if you were about to make a decision and then you could just contemplate you know, a week in the future, Rachel, jumping through a portal and being like, hey, so I see you're about to make this decision right now. <laughs> uh, you don't have to deal with it, but I do. So could you not do that thing? If you thought about it like that, then you would look at another, you'd be looking at another being and be like, oh, damn, I don't want to fuck them over like that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to make life harder for them. You're not looking at it as though it's yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you could look at yourself five years from now and that person came over to you, like, what would the things that five years in the future, Rachel, would be saying to you now? Like, hey, let's tighten it up. Let's, I don't know whatever your issues are that are going on in your life right now, but whatever it is, let's figure it out. 
because I have to deal with it five years from now. Like I I have to be the one to deal with it, not you, because you're not going to be me. I'm going to be a whole different person that you can't even fathom right now. So you don't have to deal with it. I do. So let's make this decision better right now, please. Oh and then God. they hop back in their portal and they go away. That would be really nice. It'd be a nice happen. way to, it'd be a nice way to just like conceptualize making decisions in the future. For sure. Like, I think if it's involving someone else, since we can't have someone, our future selves come mm. back and tell us, Hey, you're about to make a mistake. Mm. There's always sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's for sure always sorry. Yeah, like so- you can't really redo things. No. But you can, you know, if you know that it's wrong, you can apologize. But I think if it's you and yourself, I don't know. For me, I I honestly, I already know five years in the future, Rachel would come back and be like, you should really uh, try harder in school or you should really, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I get really distracted oh, okay. with school. I was supposed Tell me to about do. It. Yeah, so today I was gonna do school. <laughs> and here we are recording a yeah. fucking podcast. <laughs> I know. But oh no! It's just like my days just run away from me, okay. and since it's not like I don't sit in a building, I do it online at home. Yeah. So yeah. it's really up. What to are you me taking? To, so I um, do some continuing education courses for my massage therapist license. Okay. But then I'm also for the chiropractor office that I work at. Um, my doctor asked me to take a personal trainer's course. So I'm mm. in the middle of that um, so that I can help patients with exercises. Mm. He wanted me to do it, but I was like, I, I want to be qualified. I feel really underqualified oh, to do that's this. that's very humble of you. Well, it's just I, I love working out. I actually... Um, I started when I was 18 because of Nova. Nova made me take a PE class, and then I just really liked it, so <laughs> I stuck with it. So here I am, they like do six make years you later. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that I went to Nova, but I didn't take enough classes to get around to PE. I just took all the classes I wanted to and left. See, that was the first. I was like in my first uh, semester. I was yeah. like, let me do this one, PE. and then there, here I yeah, am. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, so I love working out, yeah. but I am not knowledgeable enough for. Someone who's older, has diabetes, might have no, no like base knowledge of mm. stretching or warming up even, yeah. and they want to lift weights. I would want to help them, and I just didn't yeah. feel qualified to yeah. just throw them in there. Yeah, so I, I was feel like, you. Yeah, that's you, a big oh. thing. You can hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I did it right, and I was like, let me take a course. Could you imagine the shame and guilt? Oh no! Just like I don't being like, to, just, so just, I- <laughs> just just walking in there without a certification, you'd be like, "Yeah, go ahead, pick up that weight real quick. This. Come on, man, push it, push it." Well, sometimes I feel like so my patients will come get adjusted after like a a physical therapist session. They'll be with their physical therapist, and they come in and they're like, "I don't know, my physical therapist made me pick up this weight, and I was doing all these chest presses, and now I'm really really sore, and I think I pulled something." And I'm like, "So like, what weight were they having you do?" And they were like, "Like 15." And I'm like, "So do you work out?" They're like, "No." And I was like, "Well, maybe they should like give you I don't know five, like, ten, yeah, maybe those little two point five. <laughs> maybe just like, start with bands. Maybe like, just, don't even go to weights. <laughs> maybe just start with nothing. Just yeah. just get the motions down. The motions." Like, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Some people, I think, I don't know. I think that, I mean, I think it's good. The human body is incredible and it's definitely capable of so mm-hmm. much. But you've, you know, you, from birth, we um, live a certain lifestyle. Yeah. And until we realize that we're not healthy, we should probably, if when we reach that point where we're like, we're really not healthy, we need to change that. 
it takes a lot of time and effort and way more than I think most mm. people realize to actually counteract what you've been doing to your body for so many years. Yeah. So you don't just throw yourself into it for sure. Yeah, you have a whole groove you've been doing for so, so long. Yeah, I, yeah, I, have, yeah I have friends that just, like their parents, you know, they didn't care. They didn't know. They, that's probably a better way of saying it is they, they just didn't know. They I've, oh man. That is the better like, way to say it like, because that's Yeah, because that's that is what it is. Like I just like they time. just don't know any better. And so in particular, I have a friend that is just super upset because she's just started her fitness journey not too long ago and she's like gung ho about it. Like she's getting to it, which is awesome. And like her parents just like Fetter cheese whiz sandwiches growing up. Cheese whiz, like just like you know what I mean. And just, I didn't even like the taste of that stuff growing yeah, up. Yeah, it's like just cheese whiz sandwiches and just like just like bags of M and M's. Like whenever she wa- sometimes she didn't even ask for it. She would just come home and there'd just be like a bag of M and M's like on her bed. Like just she just walk in the room and just candy and food and food and. Anytime she said something was difficult, like she she wanted to go out for sports, so she would go out for sports. Like, I think she tried like three or four or five of them. But every time she'd be like, oh, man, like it's kind of difficult. And they'd be like, oh, if it's difficult, just stop. Don't do not do it. Like if it's if, yeah. it, if it's difficult, don't do not do anything. Like just sit, sit at home and eat this bag. Of, here, I got a cheese with sandwich for you right here. And a bag of him is like, sit down. Oh, boy. Watch TV with me. And she's like looking back at it now. I was like, fuck, man. Like I was like 20 some odd years. But like I wasn't doing anything physical. Like my body was just, it was sedentary for like 25, 24, 25 years. Like, this is crazy. I'm like, yeah, man, like that kind of sucks. Like, so we had to, you know, go through this, this talk, this discussion of they're not terrible people. They just didn't know. And what they were doing was just like a form of love. Like have M&Ms and fucking cheese with sandwiches because that's what you like and don't do it if it's hard. They don't know that that's yeah. crippling. It They're just like, like they just didn't want to push her. They, yeah, they didn't want to. Exactly. We love you. Exactly. We love you. We love you. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Don't don't play too hard. Don't Aww. don't run. Don't exercise if it, if if you sweat and you don't like sweat. You know what I mean? Like it's a little yeah, too much know. and they just, they didn't, just didn't, they didn't know. So yeah, it's it's a lot to try to work backwards after so many years and for some people it's just so so difficult yeah it's so so difficult so that's awesome that you so what made you want to get into physical therapy like of of this sort so i'm actually i don't do physical therapy but um i went to massage therapy school um it's so funny that those are just like two completely different things because i'm thinking the physical and, and I know that you said massage therapy, so yeah. I'm thinking that that would be underneath the umbrella. But I guess it's its own. You know, a lot of massage therapists go back to school to be physical um, therapists, uh, so it okay. it okay. does kind of work that okay, way a okay. lot of the time. Okay. Um, but I went to massage for mas- uh, I went to school for massage therapy. Um, I didn't really have a reason other than I had a lot of anxiety and depression at the time, mm-hmm. and I I needed a distraction. Um, so I wanted to go to school and I had had this friend that for like three or four years, uh, we were lifting together and she was telling me, oh my gosh, you'd be such a great massage therapist. Cause she was one. And she was like, I just feel like your personality, like people would really be able to connect with you mm. and you love, I was lifting a lot and I loved 
learning about the body and how to be healthy, but I had no idea where to start. Mm. I had no baseline. It, it just seemed overwhelming at the time. Yeah. Because once you start being healthier, it's like it's never enough almost. Right. It can be, There's always another step. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the time, something had happened and I just felt really low and I was like, I need a distraction. So I just up and did it. I just applied for school. I went on a wow. tour for it and I just did it. It Honestly, I've never done anything like that before, but I just, I needed it at the wow. time. So I did it. Um, it was very hard. <laughs> it was a seven-month accelerated program. So typically, massage therapy school will be nine months because okay. you need 900 hours to graduate. Wow. So we did the 900 hours in seven months. Wow. And it was night school, and I was working at Starbucks at the time. So I was opening at Starbucks napping, going to school, napping, going to Starbucks, napping. Damn. And that was my schedule for about seven months. And, I don't and remember. Is, is, that where the, is that where the caffeine hit your life? Did you, like just working at Starbucks? Oh my gosh. Or? The worst part about it was, well, yes, originally working at Starbucks, yeah. like you can have them limited. So you're just throwing there it down. It is. During that time of massage school, my anxiety got so bad. I actually had, I stopped drinking caffeine. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I wasn't getting enough sleep. I was oh. working, going to school, and I couldn't drink caffeine. So the anxiety <laughs> got so bad that, like, caffeine would do nothing but exacerbate. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, my wow. heart rate would go up to the point where I, I don't think I was having panic attacks necessarily, but I just, uh, my brain wouldn't shut down. My heart rate would accelerate. So it just got mm. kind of scary at times, mm. just for no reason, really. I had a lot that I was dealing with but yeah. it didn't seem like in the moments my heart rate would go up that i was even thinking about that it yeah. just seemed like it would just happen oh yeah that's scary yeah no because yeah, then exactly. you don't know exactly it's how like to what am i thinking it. about this without knowing i'm thinking about it oh wow that's a mindful yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, it's like a subconscious thing right and it's like and how that do, part how do doesn't I, turn how off. how do i get how do i get to there <laughs> so i just nipped it so i stopped drinking caffeine too and my poor sister i was living with her at the time she's just watching me go through all this and she's like, right. okay, are you okay? She's checking in on me every day. She's yeah. like, okay, what's going on? Because school was, it was something. But I did graduate, very thankful. Congratulations. Um, I was the last class to graduate before COVID shut down the school. So I, even more of a blessing right there. Mm. Um, so you graduated in like what month? It was of... March. Oh, yeah. Like That's weeks, like right there. Like two weeks, I think, oh, before everything shut wow. down. Yeah, so how it happened was um, the week I graduated, I also took, they call it the MBLEX. It's like the nursing's exam you take to get your license. And I actually failed my first time. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, everything shut down. So the testing center shut down, everything. So I was so discouraged. And I was working at Starbucks and I was getting burnt out. I could just feel it. And um, a friend of mine the next summer was just, or that summer, because it was March at the time. So mm -hmm. that summer, I was like, I just, I wish I could, you know, practice. But massage therapists weren't even allowed to practice during COVID. That their, makes, yeah. their license were actually being taken from them if they were caught, which seemed aggressive uh, to me. But <laughs> I'm certain a lot of people got their stuff revoked. And now, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Trying to do stuff like on the low. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, they didn't want people to contact other people. Right, like it right, was right. A, kind of a dark time. People need people, so you right, shouldn't do that. For sure. <laughs> but um, I had a friend, and he was a patient at the office, the chiropractor's office that I work at now, actually. And he said that his doctor was looking for CAs, um, mm. chiropractic assistants. 
And he was like, yeah, they do like a form of soft tissue. I don't know if you need a certification or anything for it, but you can contact him. So he gave me his info and I contacted him had an interview. I had never been to a chiropractor's office before. Oh yeah. So I still haven't. So it's it's not something that if you're not told that you should or told like what it's about and what they believe, you just wouldn't think about it. Right. You really wouldn't. Yeah. Um I never did. It's funny growing up, I never I said I would never probably be a massage therapist. I just thought it would be boring. Hmm. Here I am doing that. And then during massage school, I said, I'd probably never work at a chiropractor's office because yeah. I don't know if I want to go the medical right. route. I just want to help people with stress. Yeah. And then I'm at an interview for a chiropractor's office. That's so funny to even, to even say I would never be a massage therapist. I don't think like most people would even be thinking about. Well, so my aunt was a massage therapist <laughs> okay, okay, and she worked okay, from her okay. home and I had never seen anyone get a massage except for like in a movie. I'd never gotten one from her. Wow. But I just, the thought of it was like, that just seems really boring. And I remember as like, I must have been like eight or nine. Like I was a kid. And I remember thinking that. Were you and your aunt close? No, not particularly. Okay. Because I was wondering, like, she like, never like we, tried to like offer him up. Like, hey. No, like no, no. She never did. I mean, well, actually, I think when I, there was either a birthday or it was because I, graduated I think it was a birthday she did offer to give me a massage but at that point um we weren't very close at all so and I just I never really quite found the time to be honest I had just moved out and yeah. I just it was a lot but um what was I thinking what was I saying um uh, well you never thought that you would be a massage therapist nor work at a chiropractor's office right and then I forgot why I, I traveled oh, off but oh, while you had gotten there well anyways yeah, yeah so i never thought i would do that yeah. but um i got the interview and he actually adjusted me for my very first time at my interview because he was like i would love to keep you like or give you the opportunity to get on the team but you need to know what we're, we're here to do mm -hmm. and so he explained chiropractic care in his way and then gave me my first adjustment and i laughed so hard he cracked my neck and all that came out was this huge laugh and i didn't wow. know why but he said it was a release of emotion yo he said, yeah he this said this is deep. yeah no he said this that people is deep. he said he's adjusted people for the first time and they've cried they've laughed they've like been scared or like it's just a mm. release wherever you're at yeah and i laughed uh, i don't know what that says about me but i laugh at a lot of things but yeah <laughs> i could definitely see myself laughing i could that. definitely see you laughing I could definitely I, see now that i've worked there for a couple years you would be the laugh <laughs> for sure you're a laugher <laughs> <laughs> I get that, but I almost now I don't know again what what these points of tension mean and what what they're saying in regards to what emotion someone is letting out. But I would think right now, just based on what you said, that I would be laughing because I would probably one just be in awe of the art of it, just like, the fact that they're even doing this mm -hmm. and it's just so seamless to them. Like that would make me laugh. People being really good at things is funny to me. Like, <laughs> when someone's just like really good at something and they can just do something like that's like magic to me because I don't know how to do that thing. That's funny to me. It's like how did you? You're so good at this thing. Like no, that's hilarious. And I the fact that I immediately like that feel like relief or something like that. Like that's hilarious because it's like you're going through life here. Here, okay. Here's the where the the comedy isn't it. <laughs> You're walking through life with all this tension and all this pain and hurt and suffering. And you just, for some reason or another, you walk into an office and the guy's like, yeah, come over here real quick. <laughs> oh, 
oh, oh, oh. That thing I've been walking around with for years mm -hmm. is gone. Like this this pain and suffering. And that's really just like a microcosm of life, isn't it? Yeah. Like this pain that I've been walking around with, internal, external, whatever, it could be fixed very easily if only I had the tools. If only I knew what the issue was and how to address it, I could I could be suffer suffering free. Like I could get rid of my inner turmoils if I knew if I was just like a chiropractor for the soul. Right? Like if I which people would just say as a therapist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just got Very ways of throwing needed, stuff together. You know? Yeah, but if like if I knew how to address these things, so that's sort of the comedy in it is like you don't have to feel that way. You can just come over here and let me like crack you up, well, give you I a massage. The thing is, yeah, you're right. It's not it's not just one thing. Oh yeah, like, it's tons. So the first thing is just us, right? Our bodies were created to be healthy. Mm. They were created to be healthy. It's just our lifestyles and what we've put into it and what we've done to our bodies that actually make it unhealthy. Mm. And I think that that line has been blurred, especially with COVID, because you know it. It should be like, am I healthy or unhealthy? But I feel like it's really, am I sick or am I not sick? Like people oh, really are like, I'm healthy as long as I'm not that's sick. Wild. I hear that a lot at my office. That's they're they're like, wild. well, I haven't been sick in a long time. Like I'm taking my multivitamin and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well, okay, that, hey, that's good, great. Good no, I was yeah. like, that's awesome. I was like, but how do you feel? And they're like, I don't know. Like I just have so much pain and I just, it's all in my shoulders and my neck and I just get these headaches and I can't sleep at night. And then you're like, okay, so do you have anxiety or do you have a lot on your mind? Do you sit all day at a desk for work? Like there is so much that goes into it and it's just not one thing. There's not one thing that fix it all. But yeah. I do, I do, um, now that I have worked at a chiropractor's office for so long and I'm careful when I say this just because I know that there's always two ends to it, right? There's offices that I'm sure are just about the numbers and the money. Because chiropractors right. can make a lot of money. Certainly. Obviously, they're doctors. Right. Um, but then there's there are chiropractors out there that are truly about like the health and wellness aspect of it, mm. where they care about their patients and they bring their patients on as part of their family mm. in this mission of making the world a healthier place. And those are the chiropractors that I think are awesome people. Like, I love it. And... Um, the idea of chiropractic care, like you have a nervous system, right? And it controls almost everything in our body. Mm. And it's encased in our spine, our vertebrae. Mm. And all of this keeps it safe. Mm. But um, when you're stressed or when you put toxins into your body or when you have a job that just kind of wrecks your body, all these things can cause what they call subluxations. So, one more time. Subluxation. Subluxation. So it's a dislocation of your vertebrae. Mm -hmm. um, so essentially your vertebrae are all lined up and yeah. then one of them is out. Okay. Um, and that cuts off that nerve circulation. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it does that, that's when you start feeling all these symptoms. So symptoms aren't necessarily like what you need to get rid of. They're more like body signals. I actually yeah. like symptoms. I think that they're kind of cool because... The patient's able to tell me what they're feeling so that we know that if they have a subluxation or not. Mm -hmm. Most most of your symptoms are caused by that. Okay. And so you find a chiropractor, they adjust you, they put you back into alignment, mm -hmm. and then these symptoms start to fade away. Not all at once and maybe not immediately, but they begin to. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's 
it's a base work for being healthy. Yeah. And then on top of that, that's when you add in like supplements, nutrition, exercise, um, whatever, whatever you need, like faith wise. I think faith mm. has a huge thing to do with people's health too, mm. you know, cause everyone believes in something. Okay. Um, atheists believe in nothing. Mm-hmm. They still believe in something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that there's nothing. Mm. Um, so it just, I don't know. I feel like all of that to combined is what makes you healthy. Yeah. There's, there's something else. Another thing I was talking to my friend about the same one that we talked about the portals, right? <clears throat> like the, your future uh, self yeah. dro- you're jumping in is there's something, this world is just so wild, man. Anytime I get to thinking about something like my mind explodes, but yeah. because you're talking about alignment of your spine, mm-hmm. right? And this subluxation mm-hmm. that takes you, out of alignment well i mean that is literally that but then figuratively takes you out of alignment with oneself and you start to feel these symptoms which again is a good thing to have like you definitely want that you definitely want to be able to touch something and feel that it's hot and say oh okay i don't want to touch that anymore so symptoms are great yeah right it's great to have a signal to let you know i shouldn't do this and i shouldn't do that or this hurts so maybe i should do this thing right in order to counteract it there's something very deep about alignment. There's something deep about this, which is why I thought it was it was fascinating that you put faith on the end of that. Not necessarily at the end, meaning it's the last important, but just at the end of the list there that you said just that, that it, was it involved. is exactly that it is involved yeah. in the alignment. Because we don't know. I've taken some music theory. I definitely completely copied and pasted the exam, the final exam. And I got an A on it, too. I don't know what that woman was doing. I don't know how I got an A on the day. She clearly did not, like, it was ridiculous. Like, I didn't even take the hyperlinks out. Like, I just clicked and dragged all of Wikipedia. She just went And just, like, it was probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably exactly what it was. Anywho, there's something deep about music. And that when we listen to music, even though we all like all different sorts of music, there's something about things coming in harmony. And even when things are in like a weird dissonance or like there's distortion, there's like a beautiful way in which that can be done in a harmonious way. But there's something about harmony that we just like that just resonates with us. And we just we just click to it. Like we just we want to hear more. And when when anyone or anything has, we feel like it's centered or has alignment, you know what I mean? And it's, it's balanced. We feel drawn to it. We and do, so, and yeah. I, I, so I think that that's like, even just people, again, as it comes to communication, it's not just the words that are being said, but when you're listening to someone, sometimes you, well, you ought to be able to tell sometimes when you're talking to people, this person seems a little off keel. Like they seem a little like a little shaky, a little shifty, a little shady. Like they seem like there's a lot going on and they don't have control of it. Right. And so sometimes that can sway whether not, you know, your your judgment of them, but y- the judgment of whether you would like to spend more time around them yeah. or not. Because you might just be like, well, you know what? Not for me right now because I got my own stuff going on. I can't take this on right now. And then sometimes you come across people and they seem like their alignment is together. It seems like their chakras, whatever, their balance. It just seems like, or you can just say they seem even keeled. 
They seem zen. They seem well put together, good head on their shoulders, however you want to spin it. It seems like, wow, they just seem like together. Like they, I'm sure they're not perfect. I'm sure they don't just have everything blueprinted and, you know, out, but they seem like they're together. Yeah. Like that's a nice start, right? And so there's something really, really deep about alignment in things with us in just the external things that we see that we just feel, you know, grab that we gravitate towards. And so when you talk about these different plateaus of health, I think you're right. I think it's super fucking important. And I think that I rarely hear people talk about because some people get trapped in like a, a bubble and they work out really hard, but then they like never stretch. Oh, right. Yeah. Or, or, or they're just or, <laughs> right. Or they're, I'm certain there are people that do the, you know, the they go to the chiropractor, they get massages, but they don't do any of the others or they do. They they stretch and they work out and they eat decently, but then they get super blasted drunk like three to four nights out the week and whatever else and then when that happens then they also eat a bunch of chili dogs and greasy food because you're drunk and a lot of times that just tastes great when you're you drunk need and, a, something to soak it up exactly <laughs> so which by the way doesn't work you just you got to eat the stuff first <laughs> you can't just throw it down so there and you just, guys know yeah it doesn't, it doesn't actually work that way i had a safe serve certification at one point in time for you know serving drinks um yeah but i'm nobody special please don't um so yeah i'm really glad that you bring that up because as you said it can be daunting getting into the field because you're looking up at the at the at the mountaintop and you're just like bro i can't do all of this like it just seems like there's no end but it's but once you get in it it's rewarding too because you realize you're doing some stuff and it's it's great and you feel whatever you feel whatever relief you get from doing that thing. I know for me, it was uh, yoga. Like yoga was huge for me. And when I started doing uh, what is called yin yoga and just started sitting in long five minute stretches at a time before you move to the next one, five minute stretch, move to the next one. I heard you talking about that in one of the oh podcasts my tonight. God. I think that that is. Oh, gosh. No, seriously. I've never slept like this in my life. I love that for you. Uh, Actually, actually, since I was a child. I woke up one morning, and then ever since then, there's been months now, I wake up and I'm like, I remember this sleep. Like, I I haven't had this since I was a teenager, but I remember this. It's wild. I took like a 10 or 11-year hiatus from having having this type of sleep that I have now. And it's so absolutely wild. I was like, oh my God, I remember. I dream every night vividly. And... I just, I, the, it just feels great the whole time. I can just sleep on my back. I don't have to toss and turn. And I'm just, wow, I'm, that's I'm incredible. just, I'm just out and I wake up. And I'm like, oh God, that was, <laughs> that was so good. And I just, I feel like I'm at 100%. But the whole point of what we're talking about is, is you never know when you're at 100%. Because it's sort of like when your phone battery starts to die. Like when your phone battery gets old over time. Your 100% is now really like 70% because you haven't done the things that you need to do in order to really hike up the capacity of your 100%. So your 100% is 70%. So you think you feel great. You're like, how could my life be any better? Like, how could I feel any better? Then you do something else. You tack on another pillar of this health system that you're talking about, this health hierarchy, and you tack something on. And then... 
now your 100% is really 80%. You've, you've done something else and it's opened up more of your capacity mm-hmm. for your, your recharge, your battery. And then you're like, oh my God, well, I thought I was at 100% before. Like, if it's I just... In, it's incredible. What is going on? Like, how am I getting more energy? Yeah. Like, what is happening? And then you tack something else on. You know, and there's just, like you said, there's just more and more to find out about how to make yourself healthier and feel better. And there's and there's so many different, I mean, it gets emotional. It's oh, men, sure. You know, the, it, clearly we're talking about all the physiological stuff, but we're also, since we know it's all connected, we're talking about the, the mental stuff as well. Like, it's it's all connected. But the more and more you figure out, oh, my gosh, you just like, wait, I don't it's know. It's eye-opening, yeah. It is. But it gives you also a lot of things that we experienced as a kid, like that, that pure form of sleep that we mm. haven't felt in years. A lot of us don't remember that. Like, you've now, like, Unlocked. remembered it. Yeah, yes, like, you yes. can remember it. But oh. some people don't even remember that they ever had it. Yeah. So it is like, and 100% can look different for a lot of people. I know with a lot of patients I have to, it's a lot of encouragement emotionally just because they get so discouraged. I've gotten so discouraged so many times throughout this journey of, of finding out like what's healthy for me. What usually knocks you out, like what, what takes you out of, of being encouraged to do it? Like It's... um. What takes you off the path? Me, it's like, so... Hormones are a huge part. The endocrine system in human. One more time, I'm sorry. So sorry, endocrine. System. Endocrine. Okay, like, so listen. So I just I don't want I know, you to think I'm that so I'm smart sorry. at all. No, well I'm, you are smart. No, first off, I'm just listening. I'm, I'm just, just like these are fresh in my mind because, like I said, I've been doing that personal trainers course, yes, and so like yes. these words just keep popping in. Endo- I'm trying to. Endocrine. You know, the more you use them, the more you remember them. Yes, so it's for good sure, for the exam. For sure. Yes. <laughs> but um, so hormones are a huge part of just how we function as humans and especially with women that can be up and they can you know go up and down a lot especially around women's periods and so I've always struggled with that I didn't know that this is was was a thing but there is something called PMDD for women it's um premenstrual dysphoric disorder Mm -hmm. and that means dysphoric yes yes yeah so Basically, a woman has her PMS symptoms, but they're heightened and they're worse and Hmm. it can last longer. Hmm. So it's literally like some women are suffering from PMS symptoms more than just being themselves. So like over two weeks. Yeah. yeah, So for a while I was suffering from this to where I was having PMS like symptoms for almost half a month every month and it's so discouraging because you're like okay i'm exercising they say that you know that makes your anxiety go away helps with depression you know boost your Um, endorphins exactly and then i'm eating good things but i mean gosh i i do have a sweet tooth so i love chocolate but you know like (laughs) it's just it's hard to what's what's your i'm so sorry what's your favorite chocolate uh like what do you do like butterfingers reese's no so i actually i love just like oh just like dark chocolate just dark chocolate oh with like ghirardelli yes but like with like raspberry or orange peel is like really good but i also like mint i don't know okay it depends on what my mood is i didn't mean to throw you off no that's okay i love talking about chocolate (laughs) i could do it a lot all right, so we'll come no, back to that. So, so, we'll, okay. all right, so, we'll, so, so we will come back to that. All right, I'm but so yeah, sorry. so it's like you you keep adding on things that 
you know, people tell you advice. Older women, I love talking to older women because they've been around the corner. They know how, um, like what helped them. So I take a little bit of what everyone's got to throw at me um, just to try to see what can help. And it's also hard because a lot of things, you know, it takes about 120 days to break a bad habit. And therefore, it takes about that amount of time for you to try one thing and see if it actually works. Mm. So say you're on like a whole supplement regimen, you might not even know that works until what, like three months later. And it's so exhausting and mm. it feels like it takes so much time. So people do quit before they get to the end. For a sure. lot, 1, a lot, a lot. And I, I completely understand. And, and yeah. that's, it's so hard to talk with, with patience because I can see, I can almost see it now after just like two years of being with someone, like you can kind of, you can just tell when they're like at the breaking that point. point. Yeah. At that point where they're, you know that they're going to stop coming into the office. Oh, they're hanging on by a thread. Yeah. They're hanging on by a thread. They don't believe in chiropractic care anymore because it's not solving all their problems. Uh, they start to get frustrated and it, and, but it's so much more than just getting adjusted. I, I believe in adjustments. I think it's so great for that base um, portion of health. Yeah, but, infrastructure. Um, exactly. But at the same time, we're there as – I'm there as a chiropractic assistant to help these people encourage them and help them understand that there is – there's things that they can do on their own. It's People can't do it for you. You're your own yeah. hero. So it's all up to you. Um, but there are people out there that can help you. Like I, if I could, eventually I want to see a nutritionist. Like I'm super, um, excited about that. I think that nutrition is so important. It helps everything balance. Mm -hmm. Um, what we put into our bodies is meant to help us thrive. But a lot of times, you know, you gotta have that burger and fries <laughs> or extra yeah, that and chocolate, that, you know? That, so, mint, that mint dark chocolate, yeah, raspberry, so <laughs> orange peel mix, baby. And dark chocolate really isn't bad for you. I actually I think it's super good for you. I think, I, I think, I think I've heard this before. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard so I just feel With, like. Within moderation, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I just feel like it's very easy to get discouraged. That's and how people get away with red wine. They're like, you know, a glass of red wine a day is good for the heart. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any science behind this, but I've heard this trickle down generation to generation. But you know, like, they all giggle after they say that. Like everyone, everyone does. They're like, this is good for you. And then they, <laughs> and then they do it. <laughs> I don't know anyone who still says that with a straight face. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Cause I think people really believe that. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> news to me yeah i know it's a real well thing. you know what it is funny i i had a patient come in and this well this isn't funny but it was kind of just <laughs> like i didn't expect him to say this to me but he came in and he was in so much pain um because he uh works with concrete and so he's just lifting heavy concrete mm. or he's um at landscape places right. I, I don't know everything construction that he does. sites construction sites yeah. yes and he's laying down this concrete so he's just it's a very physical um job and he's been in a lot of pain for a long time so he finally like his life had been pushing him to come to a chiropractor so mm. he came he's like you know and i was like well i'm glad you were able to come in today and he was like yeah well alcohol only goes so far <laughs> he was like what? i was like oh no that is funny <laughs> no because it's true like yeah. people really do yeah, it, it, alcohol doesn't just numb the, the, the emotional pain. 
Like, it numbs pain. You people, can't feel it. Yeah, like, like people would... That, wasn't that, like, the way people used to do things back in the day? Absolutely. Like, they, you just pour some alcohol on a gas you had yeah, and you just... you took a, a swig a and swig. then you poured it on there and then they yeah, fixed it up for whatever you. Whatever it is, yeah. At least that's what the movies say. I, I, think that's, I think that's what was going on. Like, when someone I'm had to, sure. like, realign, like, put your arm back in your socket or, you know, or, like, saw amputate people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was definitely a thing. Sure. I think that back in, I don't know what war, but back in the day, I'm pretty certain that when people knew that they had to get amputated, they were definitely like, yo, take this bottle. Civil Go war, ahead. Yeah, exactly. World war one. And just, and just down in <laughs> All it. All of it. Yo, are you kidding me? Like drink, pouring it on the wound, drinking it. Because it's like, I want to be as drunk as possible. If you're telling me you're about to take that saw right there. In chop of my even, leg. I can't even imagine. Have you ever seen um, Gods and Generals? No. Um, it's about um, Stonewall Jackson mm, and Robert okay. E. Lee. Okay. Um, it, it was such a great movie, but it was based in the Civil War, and so obviously they didn't they didn't have a whole lot like to work with. Yes, and so they're just. <laughs> and I I don't know that part's Bro, always a little so, hard. Gone with the so Wind crazy. is like a crazy one too because you'll see like mass amounts of people in one of the scenes mm. and they're all like suffering and they can't get any oh. morphine or anything and oh Did gosh. you see the first saw? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like that no. saw like that was the film like yeah, man, that's the that's yeah. <laughs> like less about war, more it's, about psychopaths. About about an actual assault. Yeah, man, it's it, it's crazy, but that's that's the way that people are definitely doing it. Is just pouring alcohol on it and just drinking alcohol and just hoping that that numbs everything. But yeah, that's how a lot of people yeah. get through life. Yeah, that and ibuprofen, Tylenol. Oh uh, yeah. Medi- yeah, pharmaceuticals are a huge thing now. We yeah. we push pharmaceuticals like no other country. Oh uh, yeah, see, my, sure. see, I didn't grow up in a household like that. Like it wasn't always just a here pop this pill. Like it, like that wasn't yeah. our immediate you know resolution for things. Like that's not how we tried. Yeah, to. I don't know. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's definitely pains too where medicine you're very thankful for it, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like day to day, I was. I think the ones that I feel the worst for are the patients that are used to popping like ibuprofen every time they have a headache or something. I'm mm. like, because some people have headaches daily. Yeah, I, I've i heard about this. Yeah, and you're like, so are you drinking water? They're like, oh, yeah, tons. I'm like, okay, so are you, you're getting adjusted. You're drinking water. I'm like, are you stretching? Yeah, all, every day. And it just seems like they're doing everything and mm. they just still have these headaches. And so at that point, I'm just like, what are you thinking about? What is yeah. it that's, do you like your job or, because a lot of times I do think that, I mean, it turned out that this person that I'm actually thinking about was on the phone all day. So that's uh, like, really? yeah, that's so I, I do yeah, feel like I that did that. it. But, it, you know, it's, it must be so draining being a health professional of any kind because one, you have to. You have, you're going off of the word of the person. Because I hear you saying, it seems like they're doing all the right things. But they could easily be lying. Like, people lie. People lie all the time because they want you to think that they're doing the things that you told them to but go home and do. But if you can tell that they're lying, God yeah. forbid you actually say that. Because oh, that yeah. is a whole other thing. Yeah, for sure. But, like, you're definitely lying <laughs> to me right now. Now you, now you got to go through this. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not. You, no, yes, you're definitely lying. Like, oh, really? So you're calling me a liar? Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm certain I'm that never that's... coming back here. <laughs> yeah, I'm certain, like, that's definitely nothing you want to you wanna go through in there. But, but, yeah, you have to go based off of what it is they're telling you. 
And that's that's so rough. I, I remember I had like a, a nurse friend. I think he got out of that business. Now he's like a, a wedding photographer. It's hilarious. But anyway, but he he was a nurse and he was saying most of the reasons why people there was a much more eloquent way of putting this, but most of the reason why people are hurting is because they don't listen to what their healthcare professionals tell them to do. Like they tell them to do something and they go home and they're just like, ah, that guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And I've heard that plenty of times. Man, these doctors don't know what they're talking about. And the issue with life, especially in, in this, you know, microcosm of it, especially is that there's truth to that in certain pockets. There, there are a lot of things that us in science and technology are still trying to figure out. And sometimes people are just kind of like following their intuition and being like, I think that you ought to try this out. There's also this thing where people have to go through 90 to 120 days of trying something before they figure out whether that thing is really working for them or not. So they get discouraged and they're like, no, this doctor doesn't know what they're talking about. They put me on this thing for this three months, then another three months, they put me on this thing that didn't work either. So then you lose complete faith in the system, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's rough. It must be so rough. And then not only that, but as you say, you get to see people unravel. Yeah. Like you get to see people hanging on by that thread, like losing their faith in what it is you're trying to explain to them. And they're just like, this isn't really fucking working. Like I'm starting to look at you like you're lying to me, Rachel. <laughs> Like I've been coming to you for six months now, and things aren't getting better. Like you, like you're seeing that happening, and I, and what it seems like, because again, I don't know you, but <laughs> you seem like someone that's like heartfelt. You seem like you really care about people, and a lot of times, what happens with people that really, really care about people is you get invested, right? Because you're a part of this team that has this mission that is to make the world a healthier place, mm -hmm. and if you see people start to unravel and lose faith in that mission, then I imagine that could be, that could be, doesn't have to be, but could be tough on you in certain regards, especially if you spend a lot of time with a client. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a CA, I get to spend, I think, more time than even the doctors do. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I do, I actually probably do know a little bit more about them than the doctors do. Yeah, like the individual. Like yes, 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 wise, yes, yes, yes. Um, they leave like hard questions. Obviously, I'm not the doctor, so I don't get to be like, I don't get to tell them everything. I don't make their plans. I'm just there to help them get mm. through their adjustment. Mm. Um, and I can give them definitely like pointers um, on things that they can do outside of the office to help with, uh, allow the adjustments and their plan to work more effectively. Mm. But um, I definitely think that – so even at the conference I was at this past weekend, mm -hmm. um, it was for chiropractors. A bunch of different offices all came together. And one of the speakers, he was even saying that it takes most people 41 out of 42 times to believe in what they're actually doing or trying out, mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting thinking about the patients coming in that many times before they actually believe in chiropractic care hmm. and like understand it if that makes sense. Oh huh, yeah, so what would what so what do you think is keeping them coming the the 41 times like the I, like the 40 times? Exactly. That's what I cuz in my head I'm like those numbers just seem outrageous, but again like I came into chiropractic care 
as an employee almost. You know, like I didn't yeah. come in as a patient. I, I'm not paying the doctor to care for me. So yeah. I don't know what it would be like yeah. to be a patient right off the bat. And that's the first time I'm entering chiropractic care. And do I believe it? Do I understand it? All this different stuff. Mm. So I can imagine that it is so hard, which is why I think that I do personally have a lot more sympathy with the the patients because I'm newer to it. Yeah. And I do I do try to put myself in people's situations yeah. a lot more than I think. Sometimes I think doctors get, they, they believe so heartily in what they do. They went to mm. school for eight, nine years yeah. to do it that yeah. they just can't believe that people don't see what they see. Yeah. I think that that's, that, I don't want to say that that's what, but I really do think that, that they get that, to that point. That sounds pretty right. Yeah. So I do, um, I don't know. I just feel like, it is hard to invest in these people's lives for because a lot of them have a year plan yeah. and a lot do actually carry through for the whole year. Mm. So some of the patients I've known for two years, yeah. I'm going on two years. Right. So when you know someone for that long and you see them three times a week and then for like three months and then two times a week for another three months and then one time a week, like you, there's so much that is happening in their lives and yeah. you get to follow through that. And I think that that's, um, a privilege. I don't, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a privilege to know that many people and for them to sit down and trust you enough to tell you about their lives sure. and what they're scared of. Yeah. Because people don't tell you their fears just in willy regular willy. life. Yeah. They, you, you know, they, they have to trust you and know you and you have to make that connection. So for sure. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely hard when I see people that I've known for like a year and I, I know what's like going on in their daughter's lives, but I yeah. see them just struggling. It's like they're almost backsliding. Mm. But a lot of it has to do with just emotional stress that's going on in their life. It really doesn't have to do with the chiropractor or um, them stretching enough or something. It really, a, a lot of people's pain is emotional. So yeah. much of it. And <clears throat> it we just, it stays in our bodies mm. and it just eats away i feel like at our muscles our, i think so our bones and just everything it makes us tired yeah. and we live in a very unnaturally like fast paced yeah time yeah you know especially here in nova mm. um it's unnaturally fast yeah i don't think humans were meant to move this fast mm -hmm. which is why a lot of people my theory is why anxiety and depression are so high these days. And when you say move this fast, you mean just as far our as... life. Like a lot of times there's the traffic, there's the work. We're very work um, oriented. Yeah. Um, most countries or like a lot of countries are family oriented. Yeah, you know? a lot. A yeah. lot are. Yeah. And I think that even though, you know, they might not be top country in the world, but they've got their priorities straight, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. I think whenever I am go, 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 I'm exhausted mm -hmm. and my anxiety kind of heightens. Yeah. And even my boyfriend can kind of sense that. Like he knows when I need like some time to just relax and be with the people that I love. Mm -hmm. And I will always go back to family and stuff when I get really exhausted. That's kind of what I tell patients too. I'm like, so what are you doing this weekend? Are you relaxing? Like, mm -hmm. are you do you have things planned? Because I think that you should just relax. Yeah. Because I, I think that they're stressed. They don't have time to think or take care of themselves. Mothers, mothers are the, like, 
I feel so bad. Moms can't be moms without taking care of themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't take care of another human if, if you're falling apart. Yeah. Internally, For externally, sure. all of it. Yeah. But they're so focused on that baby or that child that they don't want to spend a time getting a massage or going even if it just means to go get a pedicure like sometimes that is so stress relieving for women it's not necessarily for me but there's a lot of women that it is for me exactly yes see there you go and like i'm in there whatever it is for you your yoga or whatever it is like you need that time so that you can be the best friend that you can be or the best son that you can be yeah like we have so many titles to put on. We're not just one person. We're a daughter or a son, brother, mm-hmm. sister, cousin, aunt, uncle. Right. And we love being all those things, but we can't be all those things if we're just withering away and we're mm-hmm. going too fast. We need to slow down. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. So, so what's your uh, your favorite like downtime sort of activity? Mm. What, what do you do? Kick back. So I don't know. My favorite is, well, I like, I love hanging out with my boyfriend. Honestly, okay. I'm not going to lie. When, whenever nice. I have free time, I'm like, Luke, Luke, Luke. And he's the same way. So, That's nice. So it's nice being in a relationship with someone who is Th- that like you, you that, that way. way. Yes, because you don't they like be, They like being around you. They actually you. like being around you. <laughs> hey, no. <that's- laughs> it's a huge thing. You can laugh. It's thick. <laughs> so I love that. Oh, but- my gosh. I've been in relationships before. I, I promise you where the like the phone has rang and it's been them. And it has, this hasn't been for a very, very long time. But I, 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 I know the sentiment of seeing your significant other, which is so crazy, calling you and you looking at the phone. You're hanging out with your friends and you pick up the phone. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Oh. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, oh, like they're calling me. Like, what am I? What do they want to talk about? Like, this is because because he was this was a thing for me. One. Our relationship could have been out of alignment, right? And if that was the yeah. case, then I knew that there was a, there could have been an issue. Like if I pick up the phone, there could have been like a a four out of ten chance that it was going to be an argument, and four out of ten is way too high, right? Four out of ten is way too. It shouldn't be like almost a fifty fifty flip, right? Like yeah. that's crazy. Or there was just a time where when we were younger, people just wanted to be on the phone. Like it wasn't intentional. Like I have something to say to you. I just want I just want our phones to be connected and I'm going to be watching TV or like making dinner and you're going to be hang- yeah, speakers <laughs> on. You're going to be hanging out with your friends. But like when I say something or, you know, like you're there to say something back or and I'm just like, I don't want to answer this phone for that right Exhausting. now. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. Like, do you have something to say to me or not? I don't want to answer this phone and just have the phone sitting there. Like, I don't want to do that. So I remember a time. Where, yeah, I didn't want to be around some of the significant others I was with. Because first and foremost, they weren't, they, I wasn't making them significant in my life. Like they were just, they were just others. They were just there. And I wasn't giving them the care and the love that needed to actually make this person significant in my life. So it just, I was just dating people. Like I was just dating people and they they were there and I was there and we were like, oh, cool, let's date. And, And that was that was how I got together with some people, and it was terrible. Aww. Yeah, either way, hindsight. I knew it. That's, 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 behind, that's behind me now. Um, but it's these types of things that you learn from. Yes. Right? You, you, Very you true. live and you learn. So I'm glad that you like hanging out with him. So what do you guys do? Um, we are watching New Girl right now. So that's it. That is a big <laughs> part of what we'll do. We'll sit, because to be honest, both of us have very long days. Mm-hmm. So 
once we finally get to settle down, just put on Netflix and watch some New Girl, which is really fun. Or we'll hang out with his family a lot because his family. Lives- I've seen every episode twice. Yeah. I'm watching it a third time with him. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, I don't even time. know if it's twice. It may have been three times. I would just time. click around. Oh, really? Nice. This is his first, which is so exciting. It is so fun. You should find someone who hasn't seen it and mm. rewatch it with them because mm. it is so fun. He laughs at everything uh, that I used yeah, to laugh at. Yeah. And I already anticipate it, but it makes me giggle all over again. And yeah. it's so fun. Yeah, because you kind of seeing it through like a new eye. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. I, get, I, get I get that. I get that. It's great. No, I love it. You have it. a favorite character? I love Nick. <laughs> okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I like, but I love Schmidt. Schmidt is so funny. I, I think, think he's like the star, man. He, he is. He like it's almost like any scene he's in is about to knock it out the park. Oh, no, you're like, right. He's you are really, right. really like he never drops the ball. Exactly. Yeah, he's. Nick, I, it Nick wouldn't is be great. a good show without him for sure. Like yeah. I, I would not want the show without him, but I also wouldn't want it without Nick because Nick is so awkward and it's weird. It's great, that, isn't it? Like, yes, yeah, like. Any any part that they're either one is in, or especially if they're together, because they are a hoot oh, together. But man, like, they're just they're Do just you know, so outlandish. I don't know if this is gonna be if this is gonna be controversial. Do you know who I could get rid of? Who? I oh my god, it's so funny because I'm not even someone that knows me is gonna laugh at this part because I'm not even remembering her. Cece. Oh, but. But Schmidt loves her. Schmidt could love someone else that they cast to do that. Very here's true. here's here's Very my true. here's my issue. With okay. Cece. Everyone else is such a dynamic character and whatever. Well, actually, sometimes um uh Winston Bishop too. Like he like he's great in his own right too. He, okay. Jess I do have something to say about Jess Winston. Schmidt and Nick they're just their characters are just so strong, they're so dynamic and on top of that all of the side characters that just pop up for a couple of episodes mm-hmm. every now and again, like they're amazing at yeah. what they do as side characters that just pop up. So I really don't have time for anyone to not be great all the time <laughs> because everyone in the show is A1 all the time. But I feel like Winnie, he's kind of like just like like weird and I could eh. And, and Coach is all right when he's around sometimes. Cece, I just feel like she's just like missing like a I don't know something strong about her personality because like her whole thing is like she's just a pretty model. Yeah. So like there's not like something else very substantial backing that up. It's like she's well, supposed to funny. be there and be pretty. It's funny that you say that cuz we were actually watching one of the episodes where she um they were trying to figure out what they didn't like about each other. Mm. What did they call it? The, um, oh, they called it something. But it was, but do you remember the episode? They were all like, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. And she kept saying, is it because she kept trying to act weird? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, but you don't do that in all the episodes. It's like for one episode, they were trying to point out things that I guess she does, but like no one caught that. Yeah. <laughs> no one catches that. Yeah. And then Winston. Do you remember, like, in the first episodes when he first came back from playing basketball yes. or whatever? Yes. He, um He was, you know, just kind of the cool guy. Oh, and then all so of a sudden, you knew this too? Yes, and then all of a sudden he became the one that was just, like, was crazy prankster. Oh and, like, I was God. like, 
I'm when did that happen? I'm so... But it's I, I been found bugging it. me. It's been bugging I'm me. I'm so glad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that someone else... Yes, no. I, I noticed rewatching it with Luke. I'm like, this is... I was like, wait. really bugging because, me. Because I, he was supposed to be coach, like, in a sense. I think you're right, Like, yeah. he was supposed to... Because think of this, too. Like, he was supposed to be a handsome guy, which he wasn't really made out to be. Right, yeah, like he I, was supposed to be like the handsome, cool, suave guy that was dressed up in like the, the track suits and stuff like that, and because he was supposed to be an athlete, yeah. right? So he's supposed to be cool. But then I, I like, I tried to track it down. Like I just kept looking at episodes, and it's something weird. I think it's like somewhere in like season two or something. But they make this wild curve mm-hmm. where he just becomes a completely like a whole weirdo. I don't think that they knew what they wanted his character to do. And I think when they lost sight of that, they're like, oh, you just do this. Yeah. We just need another weirdo. Yeah, so like, that was that was very, very weird. But I'm glad you caught on to that. Yeah, it's been bugging me. Re-watch. But you know what? I'm not going to lie. I noticed it the second time I watched the series. But the third time, it, I was like, this is so noticeable. I don't know. But I don't think, I don't know if Luke has caught on yet. I think that he mm. just is taking each character for how they come in each episode yeah. at this point, which I totally get. I think I was like that the first mm. time. Yeah, yeah, because I definitely <laughs> but, didn't catch that the first time. <laughs> but it is, it is, it definitely bugged me. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, not at all. Okay, so I'm, okay, so you're watching New Girl with Luke. Like yes. that, that, like that is numero uno way of just like, yes. like, like that is decompression time. Um, but his family also lives pretty close. So he lives with his family mm. and um, there where we live really close. So I'll go over there all the time and um, uh, we'll do game night, which is mm. kind of fun. We're actually doing that Thursday, but they're really cute. They do. It's so nice, by the way, that you were in with the family before y'all ever even became a thing. Like, isn't, I that, isn't that, that kind of like reassuring? I really liked that too. I didn't meet his mom until our second date. Right. I had met him at his house. So I met his mom. Um, but even his dad, like, I don't know, his whole family is just, they have the, gr- like, the greatest dispositions. Oh, it is, really? It's insane. Like, I've never met a family like that uh, before. Oh, yeah, that's But nice. they just, they're just nice people. They're yeah. just nice. Isn't that, like, so overlooked? It's just, like, just nice. I think so. Like, just being a nice person. Yeah. They're, they're not, not so they're great. They're not complex. They're just... Just nice. So pleasant. So pleasant I to be around. It. Like, you can just, I could be around them all the time. I love it. All the time. Like, they're... The other day when we were playing the game night, they're like, you don't have to come. Like, no pressure. And I'm like, no, I want to come. I love spending time with them. <laughs> what's, what's what's their jam? What are they doing over there for game night? So I think we're playing, oh, what is it called? Um, oh, it's this complicated game that the first time we played it, I won. And so now I don't want to play it again because I don't want to <laughs> lose, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's like that. You won't give anyone else a chance no. to win. Like, no, but they're kind of. You're going to walk away with everyone's money? Like, <laughs> you're that person. Oh, Gatan. Have you ever heard of Gatan? I've heard of Gatan, but I've never played it. So I have played it once. Um, it's a it's a pretty long game. Have you ever played Life? I've played Life, but also not in a very, very long time. It's just, it's kind of like that concept where mm. it's like you're trying to. I'm trying to remember. It was. Um, you're trying to, it's just a long game. It's just a long, are you trying to acquire things? Are you trying to like, yeah, kind of like that, I guess. So this is like, I can't remember if you build something or Mm. what it is, but there's like different types of materials like wood and, and, and there's land that you want to acquire. Oh, it just sounds like a lot. It is a, it is a long game and I don't quite remember how I won or I'm just going to have to reintroduce myself on Thursday. So you played it once in one is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. 
Wow. I know, right? Do you, do you I don't just think pick I can things do it up? again. Do you just pick things up quickly, like in general? I don't. I think it's games. I, I think it's a. Do you like toss games? Up. I do like games. Like, what but do you I play? Haven't... What do you like to play? Um, so I actually play Mojang a lot on my phone. Oh, I also don't know how to play that. So I played it a lot on the computer when I was little, when we, back when we had like dial up and stuff, Yeah. <laughs> it would always freeze on me. So I would never be able okay. to get through a whole game, but it's like Chinese, um, match. It's okay. like a Chinese matching game. So Understood. like you, it's, you want to get it in a specific time, okay. but it's like all these symbols on blocks and you just want to match them. Right, and then, right, right, and then, right. But not right. all of them let you win. So it's kind of frustrating. Like I'll get mm. genuinely frustrated sometimes. I'm with Luke and I'm like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> this game. I'm so mad. <laughs> you just get hyped. But I also like solitaire. Okay. I know. I'm kind of an old lady. Oh no, no, that's fine. Listen, I'm an actual old guy like i'm very old i have like a gamecube sitting over here which <laughs> no one plays anymore but i just have it over there just just in case just in case just in case for nothing because no, th- th- that case will never come up do you have to play with someone in a gamecube no i can play by myself okay. I, I but i usually don't i'm not you know what the thing with gaming for me is if i find something i like i i will definitely play that thing but I don't want to. First of all, these systems these days are crazy. I looked at like a PS5 online the other day. She said like 700, 800 bucks. I know people are probably looking at me like, yeah, Earl, that's what it is these days. <laughs> I haven't looked into this stuff. But it's like, it's a lot of money for a new, like a brand new game system. So if I were to get one, it wouldn't even be one of the newer game systems. But I, I don't know about purchasing a game system because I don't know how much time I'm really going to invest in it. And how much time I really would want to invest in it. Because I also don't want to... I got to check myself. I have a, I have an interesting personality. And it can be addictive. So I just like need to check myself a lot of times. There's certain things about myself I know I need to check. Which is like an addictive personality and my ego. Those are two things that I constantly have to be checking on with myself. And just like... I have to, I have to put myself through humbling experiences mm-hmm. often. And I, I try my very best to do that. And I also have to make sure that the things that I'm doing, like if I'm getting addicted to something in some way or I'm having like that addictive personality is manifesting itself some way, that it's at least towards something great. Yeah. Like drinking water or exercising or stretching (laughs) or reading, but like just doing something. I got to make sure that Yeah. or the the podcast, you know what I mean? Just talk, meeting new people and having conversations like awesome conversations with new people. That's something I can do all day every day yeah that's awesome so so i'm just you know those are things i gotta i gotta check it's good to learn when you can learn about yourself like the things that maybe you would like to change Mm. but instead of just changing it you just turn it into something that is productive Mm -hmm. or or good yeah like that's kind of what life is about right because we don't really change our innate selves we just Mm -hmm. try to Uh (laughs) uh-oh no 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 it's not a uh uh-oh it's just yeah, it's you said something that has been quite uh, gripping for me lately. I yeah. just had a great conversation with my roommate about it yesterday. And I think that this is something that is, I mean, is revolutionary for some people that haven't stumbled upon this train of thought yet, which is people in the dating sphere, right? It's tough. It's tough for people. People find it very, very... They didn't have the layup that you did. Like, you just got it. Just handed to you. Like, hey, Luke's right over here. Great guy. <laughs> come on over. Hey, Luke. Hey, come meet this chick. Like, it was... It just it just worked out like that. That was awesome. 
and you guys are clearly both awesome people and it just now you guys are watching new girl right <laughs> so like that's <laughs> that's that, that's the chain of events right there <laughs> a lot of people don't have that that's an awesome story and i'm very happy high five thank you <laughs> right but a lot of people don't have that and they're just you know, swiping on Tinder or whatever it is that they're swiping through and they're trying to meet people out, they're drunk, stuff is weird, you're meeting people in an altered state, so things are already weird. It's a lot of stuff going on out there in the dating sphere. A lot of people think it's trash. That's a yeah. that's a that's a very popular opinion that I hear from people is it's trash, everybody sucks, no one's worth cuffing. No one's worth giving any of my real time to and taking seriously. Like, that's a real thing. Um and then, of course, all these people are saying that, look at themselves, and they're just like, I'm not the problem, right? It's everyone else, right? You know? Yeah. So, anyway, so that's so that's the thing. And we're having this conversation, and he's like, yeah, man, you know, but, like, if I'm, if I step out there, I want someone to accept me for me. And that's another thing that I've heard, like, a very common trope is, you need to accept me for me. Now... I have this thing I, I call, uh, you know, sort of like headline news or bumper sticker talk, I call it, which is something sounds really, really nice when you just say it in like six or seven words. Yeah. My whole thing being what I deem myself a conversational engineer of sorts is I like to dissect things. So a lot of times people say something that sounds really nice. And if you put it like on a, a black backdrop in white lettering with like, a mountain behind it or like, you know, an, an ocean or something. It'd probably look really, really cool. But then when I start asking people questions about that one phrase, they slowly start getting tripped up pretty early on in my questioning. It's because they never thought about something because they had something said or they read it somewhere, usually Twitter or something, and they liked the way that it was said. Yeah. And because they liked the way they said, they completely adopted it. They took it in and was just like, you have to accept me for me. And it's like, okay, that sounds great. Let me ask you a couple questions, though. And let's see how you fare with that. Who are you? Yeah. That's number one. That is a big one. Right? People get fucked up immediately. Oh, who am? Okay, well, hold on. Well, who am? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm a, they maybe tell you their gender, their race, or their nationality. Their, well, I'm that. And I'm also a caring person then they start going through values and well i'm this and i'm that and it's like all right well we've already talked about hypocrites and it's like well are you all these things all the time like okay so so you're 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 a being a very complex and malleable impressionable being and you fluctuate in time and space depending upon where you are or what time of the day it is or what you've eaten that day or if you've exercised or not you're, you're fluctuating. Like, things are changing. Your neurochemistry is going up and down, right? You you have, what did you call it again? P-M-D-D. <laughs> oh, right? I hope they don't. <laughs> right? You, you never know. You never know what's going on, but there's just a bunch of things fluctuating all the time. Now, next question. Are you your behavioral pattern? Like, the things that you think about, is that you? Or is that just the things that are coming up into your consciousness? Just the things that you're thinking about? The the way that you behave right now, is that you? Or is that the way that you behaved one moment out of what will be the entirety of your life? Like, does that thing have to be you? It's a, maybe a representation of 
in a manifestation of what is going on inside of you at the moment, whether it's a, in alignment or maybe you have a, what was that term again? Sub Subluxation. Subluxation. It could be some subluxation in your actual spine or your figurative spine. You know what I mean? Like we, we don't quite know what's going on, but I don't know if it's just necessarily apt to say it's you through and through. Yeah. Right. So we have some questions to ask. And so I think that it's, it, I, by no means do I think that this is an easy process. Let me also say that. But I think that when you go into something with someone, that one, this is why people hide a lot of themselves at first, right? Sort of like a, like a glacier. So I give you a little bit of myself and like, you know, you like that part. And it's, it, it can seem deceitful, but it's not really. Like you're showing someone a little bit of yourself and then they like that and then you let them a little bit more and then they learn that about you and then maybe you get into some deeper stuff or some family issues or whatever the case and then they take that in. But by this point in time, they kind of get to know you. And they're like, okay, I trust you. Like, I like you. But there are some things about your behavioral patterns that aren't so optimal, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know at what point in stage for the relationship this comes. Some people, it's, it's sooner rather than later, whatever. Some people, they never have those discussions and they're just with people that they hate for the rest of their lives, right? Looking at their phone when they call, like, oh, God, no, right? Aww, yeah. So that happens. So, but there has to be a point where I say, I like you, but how can we as individuals, as a part of this unit, as- ascribe issues to one another in a constructive way? Like, because, yeah. because, because you're not going to sit here and look at me and say you're the best version of yourself that you hope you can be in your entire life. Like, you're not saying that. So, and, and I'm not saying that about myself. I want to be better. So then what are we doing here? Are we going to help each other become that better version of ourselves? Well, the only way we can do that is if I raise an issue with you. If I address an issue, I can only address, we can only address the issue if I detect the issue. So it's not that I don't like you. It's just that I think that there are certain things that you could be doing better that would elevate your quality of life. And therefore, as a byproduct, elevate my quality of life and vice versa. I think that there's a lot that goes into that, too, because, I mean, when you've dated multiple people and then you find one that you're like, this is this is the one. Um, And that can be very different for a lot of people. But I mean, me and Luke actually had like a a very good conversation a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We're almost eight months into dating. So we're still we're not even a year. Yeah. And um, so we're still learning so much and we're going through so many different parts of life together. But this is the longest I've ever been with anybody. And Mm -hmm. it's the longest he's ever been with anybody. Because I think early on, there was something both of us just knew that we wanted that person. Like the people in the relationship have to know that they want this relationship to flourish Mm. or it doesn't matter having that conversation because if one of them hasn't has even the slightest instinct that this isn't their future person or mm-hmm. this isn't their person then i think that already they're kind of sabotaging oh yeah their chances yeah. and and that's not it's not purposefully done most of the time it's just you're not going to be with everybody you're not meant to be with everybody yeah. you know so if and some people don't believe in one person mm-hmm. so that's a whole other conversation yeah. but like 
Um, I do. So when I look at Luke, like I look at him as my person. And so when we had this conversation a few weeks ago, it was it was a very like, I'm sure this is pretty common, actually. So, you know, the girl gets a little triggered by things maybe from the past. Mm. And so like if you talk to me a certain way, maybe it might trigger me from um, something else that happened. And I'm consistently reminding myself that he's not like them. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they're not like, I don't want Luke to ever think that I don't respect and love him enough to, to realize that he's not them. Yeah. You know, he's his own person and that's why I love him. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we were having a conversation and he mentioned he was a little nervous. Sometimes he overthinks things because he wants to make sure that it wouldn't hurt me or make me mad, or he doesn't want to do anything that, or like he thinks sometimes about things that I do. And he's like, if I did that, I wonder if she would be frustrated about that. You know, it's that, does the girl expect more from the boy than the boy expects Mm. from the girl kind Mm. of conversation. And, um, then at the same time, um, that nervousness of bringing it up because Mm -hmm. you don't want there to be conflict. Mm -hmm. And so he was just, it was so great. He like brought it up and he was nervous about bringing it up because he didn't want to bring up something that would make conflict. But he brought up his worries to me and I told him, I was like, it's me and you. Like, it doesn't matter what we bring up. Like, I want to make sure that we're both comfortable enough to say things that make those uncomfortable conversations, I guess, happen. And then... I don't know. I just feel like um, if if you truly care for somebody, you just kind of you want to push through those uncomfortable conversations, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's definitely the case. I've talked about having an objective on here before, and that's kind of what it is you're touching on is like, why are we together? Because because if our objective and I talked about it was funny, I talked about the three little pigs on here before, too, because it's it's about building, as you were talking about before, a firm foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if your house is made of straw or, or sticks is getting blown over. Right. Like you need the house of bricks like that's that is what you need. And so it's about how are we building this foundation for one another. If we don't know why we're here together, what it is we're trying to accomplish, then there's a very good chance that a lot of stuff could like rock our house. Because yeah. like, we don't know what it is we're even doing here. So anything from the outside could could rock this thing. Like I like you go, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've heard this before, which I think just, just is a complete cop out, which is. I don't want you hanging out with this with this other sex. Like, I don't want you spending so much time around these types of people. And it's not because I don't trust you. It's because I don't trust them. Mm. Uh, what are you saying then? Like, what do you mean? You know that it, it would take my consent, right? Like, so so that's that's a that's a cop out. Like, that's not that's not true. You to some degree you have to not be trusting me, because you would think that I am going to be as soon as I walk out of the house and I see this other person, I am clearly going to be tempted to do this thing, which means that there's something else that we're not addressing, which is 
Why do you feel like once I leave this house, I'm going to be tempted and actually execute the action of doing this thing? So we need to get to that because you don't have you don't actually have an issue with me going and hanging out with them. You have an issue with me going out and hanging with them and doing something. Yeah. Right. To the root of it. <laughs> right. So it's like we got to get down to the root of the issue here. And that could have a whole lot more to do with you than it does with me. Yeah. And a lot of the time that that is the issue. I think so much more about any time there seems to be like the boat rocking, you know, on my side. It's it's so easy for us to just point the finger. Your fault. Definitely your fault. Like I'm upset with you. So it must be <laughs> your so your it must be your fault. Like if, <laughs> if I'm upset with you, if that's the story that I'm telling myself, then it must be your fault. But if you were able to breathe and get yourself together and then objectively look at the situation and think about it critically, which, which also, again, I say it like it, it's much easier than than it actually is, then we'd be thinking, what could I possibly be contributing to this situation or what or how could I possibly shift my perspective so that it's just not even this thing at all anymore? And. It's uh, it's funny because my friend sent me this this quote from uh, I believe it was, it was either I think it was Tara Brock, it was either, yeah, but but it was this thing of, you know, you you have to realize that you are the ocean, in that if you are the ocean, you don't fear the waves, you just realize that they are a part of you, but, but that is that is a separate that is the. It, it, you are not just the waves, right? You're not just the turbulence, right? You are the entirety of the ocean and the waves are a part of you. But that's nothing to fear because it is just a part of you. And it, there are ebbs and flows in life. Everything we keep talking about is fluctuation. There are ebbs and flows. And if that's the case, then when you are in a moment like you talked about being in, in in traffic or something like that when you're in these moments where you tense up and you're upset there's a good chance that you're you're fighting something like you are in now resistance to the moment instead of just okay i'm i'm in traffic that's that's where i am right now Let's start looking around. Hmm, what's the sky look like? Like, what music am I listening to? What podcast am I listening to? Let me really, really lock into the podcast that I'm listening to. Or, oh, I've never seen that type of car before. That's a nice color over there. Like, oh, look at this idiot eating a cheeseburger and on the phone and reading a book at the same time while he's driving a car. Right? Like, you just, you just start looking around at the moment, but you're no longer fighting the waves. You're no longer fighting those ebbs and flows. Like, you just you allowed yourself to become one with everything that's going on and you stopped resisting, right? People come and maybe you're in a conversation and it's a contentious conversation of some sort and you start to get riled up over it. Like, why are you so just taking whatever it is they're saying, right? Maybe you ought to drop your, your stance and that doesn't mean that you lose a huge piece of who you are. It just means that now you're going into the, the conversation and hopefully you do this from the start, but you're going into the conversation from now just a place of curiosity. What does this person think? Yeah. Hmm. How do they feel about it? Tell me more about that. Tell me more about that thing that you just said. I've never heard that before. I don't know. Like that doesn't, 
it didn't quite resonate with me. I never experienced that before. Tell me more about. So now you're putting someone else in a better space to be able to to say things and express, which is then as a byproduct going to allow them to be in a better space to be able to even listen to you. Right. Because now they feel heard. Yeah. Right. Which then unlocks a certain part of themselves that wasn't there before because they were tense. But now you're not tense. It's very, very difficult to be a tense person and be angry with someone that's just like looking at you with curiosity. And like, you know how much, you know how angry you have to be to just be like, to just be screaming at someone that's just looking at you with, with passion and like, <laughs> and compassion and curiosity. You have to be very like, mad. Like, you have to be, like, you gotta be, damn, be a psychopath. Like, that's, that's crazy. So like, w- so once you figure out how to regulate your own emotions, I feel like so much more comes to you. Like, it's just, I'm done fighting those waves. Like, I'm just, I'm just relaxed now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just a part of it all. And like, I'm not, I'm not going to keep resisting. And then you're just, you're floating. Then you're just floating and things and things are just really cool. So I, I, I find that, you know, to be a pretty helpful approach when, when trying to have any of these types of discussions that you're talking about. Because everyone finds all different sorts of conversations to be difficult. Like mm-hmm. what's difficult for you may not be difficult for me. And what's difficult for me may not be difficult for you. You're just like, yeah. you're like, you think that's a difficult conversation? That's what right. are you talking about? I talk about that all the time. Right. Right. So, it, you know, it fluctuates, but it's, um, I, I find, I find that to be, to be quite a, a helpful tool or way of conceptualizing the way that we are in this world and the way that we can, we can navigate our interactions and encounters with other human beings. It would be so nice to be that calm all the time. Sometimes it just yeah. runs away from you. You yeah, don't even yeah. realize you're in the heat of frustration until, until it's like way too late. And then you're like, man, I got to apologize to a couple of people. And then like you said, all you got is sorry after that. You, like, all oh. you got is sorry. But I mean, it's it's a powerful word. It's not used too often. Yeah, that's very true. Taking accountability, just taking a step back when you do get a chance and being like, man, I, that was bad. Yeah, that was bad giving that person a call or seeing them in real life, just being like, hey, yo, that last time, yeah, man, that was just, it just wasn't the, uh... but I find that, but it's so liberating. I I say it all the time that humility is like like the humbling experiences. They're so cringe at first, like being able to look back at yourself and see, like see something that you said or did and like it's it's just diabolical to you now. You like you just don't even know like what state of mind you were in. You're just like, yeah. oh god, like I can't believe I said that or I did that thing. Like I was that person. Oh my, that <laughs> is that's so terrible. And I have those moments all of the time. Yeah, I'm, everyone but, does though. But but what's great about it is I don't know about that. Well, and I'll yeah, tell you actually, why. I said it, and then I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> because because I think. If you, if you do have that, I, I applaud you. I applaud you because that means that you're going through a constant evolution and that you're now in a point where you can look back and think that as opposed to looking back and be like, no, I was definitely right for making that decision. <laughs> like, you know, because I mean? there's some people that are just like holding on to something. They're just like, oh, no, that thing seven months ago. Yeah, still, I'm right. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I look back at things I'm talking about two weeks ago. A month ago, six months ago, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't. That was so arrogant. Like that's that's why I said the ego. Sometimes there's certain things that I've said, and I'm like, I can't believe that I like looked down on that person, or that I said that thing about that group of people, or that 
Like, who the fuck do you think you are, Earl? Like, I've had those moments for sure. Oh my god, it, they're so terrible. They're so terrible. I hate it. Like yeah. moments where you like where I've seen pretentious. I'm like, oh, that's so gross. Oh, I can't believe I said that thing. I can't believe I acted like I was on some fucking pedestal. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what do you get out of that? It's so bad. Like, I'm feeling it all again right now. It's so bad. But right on the back end of these humbling experiences comes triumph. Because as soon as you realize and you get over that that crippling feeling of, oh, God, that's so fucking terrible. <laughs> what would you feel like? But I'm no longer him anymore. Like, I'm no longer that person. Like, I, 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 rec I detected it. And I triumphed over that. I, I know that that was a thing I don't want to do. You grow every I, time. Oh, my God. Every so, time you grow. And, I, and there's no other way to do it. It's like either you keep doing that dumb thing and you save yourself from that, that crippling feeling of realizing how dumb you are. Right. <laughs> and you just stay there, which would be the whole ignorance is bliss thing. Right. Or you make the conscious decision. No, I'm going to look at it real hard with a magnifying glass and look at just how stupid I was in this moment. And I'm going to, I'm going to look at it from every different angle and not just, I don't mean go on a self-loathing binge. That's not what I mean. I mean, just really look at it. So you feel it because feeling things is not a bad thing. Just feel it, process it. And then, so, you know, I don't want to feel that again. I'm, I've got to stop doing that thing. It's like you were saying, the signaling. These yeah. symptoms are a good thing because yeah. it lets you know, bing, you are an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> bing, like you don't want to continue to treat people like that. You'll end up alone. Like, you know, these things come together. And when you get these signals, it's a blessing because you have to you have to listen to that. And then when you when you go and you apologize, how what's like the reaction that oh. you typically get? Is it like they're like surprised you even were they even thinking about it? Did they even notice or were they like, wow, thank you for the apology? I've had well, here's the thing because there there are, uh, there's a huge scale of severity when it comes to transgressions, right? Like I could have done this one thing, like I didn't like instead of holding the door open, I kind of closed the door behind me and I didn't realize that there was someone behind me. And I'm like, oh, hey, oh, sorry about that. And there's like, oh, no, no big deal. Like you weren't watching. Right. That's that's small things. And then there could have been things like you cheated on an ex-partner of yours. OK, that. Well, yeah, see, so now different. we have. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so there's a large there's a large scale of severity. Right. And gravitas with the things that you do and the way that you treat people. So I've had a slew of things that I've had to apologize to me before. And I do it, too. And you want to know why I do it? Because I can't stand looking at a weakness in myself. As soon as I detect it, I'm like, you're getting out of there. You're <laughs> fucking getting out of there. I, I apologized to someone a couple weeks ago. And, and I don't, and again, it's about contribution. Because I don't think I was all the blame for like what we went through. It was like one night at a Korean barbecue spot. You know, we were drinking some. I think we had gotten like a little high before too. So it wasn't, you know, the best mixture necessarily. But this person had tried to act like I was just some idiot dude that like doesn't listen at all. It was the very first time I'd hung out with this person and their group of friends. And they were kind of like trying to call me out and make me seem like I was some idiot that doesn't know how to listen or something like that. Like I was some stereotypical man in their mind, right? Like, the, see, guys, like men just can't listen. Like this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like said <laughs> something like that. 
And I'm just like, can't listen. First of all, I just I just invited you out to the car to smoke before this, so I'm high. My memory's not the best. That's one thing. So you should know that. Two, I actually did hear what you said. I just asked you to repeat what you said because I felt like what you asked was so asinine. I wanted to give you a second. To, <laughs> I wanted to give you a second to try to fix what you said and edit it. But now that you didn't, I'm gonna tear this place down. And so then, what came out of my mouth afterwards oh, wasn't like I wasn't calling anyone names, but I definitely made her not look so bright at the table. Um, and in that moment, it feels good. But immediately afterwards, I'm like, that was terrible. Now, months go by. And I don't talk to this person, but they happen to work with me. <laughs> <laughs> and we just, just do this awkward thing where you just don't acknowledge this person's existence when you walk past them for a long time. And just one day I looked at them and I was in a much you know clearer spot because I had I'd been sober for long enough. And, it, you know, like I think a week from today will be six full months. So that's great. So just complete, you know, sobriety and. Awesome. You know, continued on with just heavy meditation and yoga and conversation. It's just a ton of practices. I don't need to go through it because everyone that listens to this podcast is like, yeah, or we know your fucking practices. <laughs> so a slew of things. And I just had a clearer mind and I was looking at her and I thought. It is funny, too, because as soon as I detect this sort of thing in my mind, I have to do it because if I don't, then it's like you weak. You weak fucking cowardice bitch. Like, you didn't do that thing. So this is what I'll do. I'll look and I'll be like, I should go and apologize for my contribution that night. And as soon as that thought comes in my mind, I see it as a moment to become better. It's like, who do you want to be? Well, the type of guy you want to be would walk over there right now, tap her on the shoulder and be say, hey, listen, uh, you know, about that thing that happened fucking six months ago, whenever it did. Like, I just want to let you know, like, I wasn't in the best headspace at that time. And I just, like, want to apologize for whatever my contribution was. That you, you, that guy that I want to be, he would go do that. And then you're talking to yourself, like, so what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and then once you do that, once I say that to myself, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going over there then. Because, because I'm not the guy that's not doing that. I'm the guy that does that. that that's who, that's, that's the narrative I'm telling myself. I'm, the, I'm that guy. I just love all of this going on in your head and she's just like working. She has like no idea what you're thinking. <laughs> Yo, and not only that, but to further answer your question, I go and I do this. She's like, oh yeah, oh, like that's totally fine. Like I, I, I thought that you were a cool guy anyway. Like I didn't, like that didn't ruin like my thought of you at all. Like, but, but thank you. Like I, but I, she hadn't talked to you for a while. Uh, see, so that's see, the thing. see, see what I'm saying? It's just like your clients. Like you're just supposed to be believing what it is they have to say. So she said that and I thought it was a very nice thing to say, but she, but there was clearly, tension there. there there was clearly something I, she wrong. she appreciated a lot more than she let on and then every single day since then hey Earl, good morning yeah how are you? See? see now it's a whole yeah. different energy and i think that that's great too because it really there's no like time limit there's no like expiration mm. date on like an apology so i've no. had, i've had people call me up like years later after something had happened and apologized like obviously these are bigger we, things we, we should definitely uh expound on what you're saying because there's a not an expiration date on your side meaning it, uh, an apology never goes bad that doesn't necessarily mean that the other person is going to receive it yeah no yeah, for yeah, sure yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. like yeah because people heal at different stages too yeah. so when you're healed doesn't mean that they're healed yeah. from whatever happens yeah, yeah, so yeah. i do get that but i think that 
I've also not been ready for an apology, so I've been that person who didn't accept Me- it. Meaning, oh, okay, I got you. I, yeah, I was that person that didn't accept it, and um, but then when I was ready, ooh, how I, do you, how do you turn a how do you turn it? Oh, turning so an apology I, down is wild, isn't no, it? No, I didn't. Well. So it wasn't necessarily like a, I don't accept your apology. Like I didn't say those You didn't those get sassy words, with it. Okay. But I, I said how I felt. I told them why I thought they were apologizing rather than the fact that they were actually sorry about it. Ooh, so I deep. didn't. Yes, I didn't. I didn't allow them to apologize right. because I was like, you're not sorry. You're oh, doing this for a different reason. Yeah, you took the apology away. Yes, I did, which is really rude. But I did it. I was I was still, I was not ready yeah, yeah, to yeah. take it. Yeah. Um, it was probably months later, and I wouldn't say a year. It was months later. I did call, and I apologized for not accepting the apology. Wow, okay. And um explaining why too mm. i just i simply explained i just wasn't ready for yeah. it and i'm pretty sure that obviously i, I didn't it would have been a while too so it was like we all moved on and they're like oh yeah no it's fine like i you know they said what she said like i didn't even think about it but you know that they did so i'm sure like <laughs> I, you know that like someone just doesn't not think about yeah, that male female yeah, 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 i don't yeah. care who you yeah. are like it doesn't we're mean all you're humans. crying this, yourself to sleep every night but like yeah, you've thought but about you, it it's up but there it you know people it would hurt me yeah. if someone didn't accept an apology because of this but also it would make me think about it yeah. too I, I'm not going to lie. I, I still, when I think about that situation, I do think I was right to tell them, I think that you're not sorry. I mm. think you're doing it for a different reason. Because mm. sometimes it is good to let someone know that, like, we can see, like, through something. Because mm-hmm. um, I do think that there are people out there that do things without meaning it. They just do it 1, for the look of it. You ever just see yes. just be like, I'm sorry. For what? Uh, yeah. Like, hold on a second. Yeah. You can't just say, like, what is... Yeah, there has to be something behind it for you to trust it, and there wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. So, you get, like, people aren't stupid. Like, we can tell. We have instincts. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. You're not the only one in the room that that is seeing... Typically, you're not the yeah. only one in the room seeing something. Like Details are amazing. Yeah. De- when when I'm I'm a huge fan of details. <laughs> I know you I, are. <laughs> yeah, wait, I'm like, wait, in the, I don't know how long we've been doing this for, but oh, it's been a while. It's, but. <laughs> uh, it's been uh, it's been two hours. <laughs> okay, well, I can definitely tell. I mean, even in our walk before, you were like, I try not to be the deep guy. <laughs> and <laughs> but, then listen to but the, the I details know, I tried, keep coming I out. So the, it, I, 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 I I just I just I guess I just can't. I guess I just. I, but this is your podcast. You get it's No, it's not even know? about podcasts. It's just about com- like, because whether we were recording or not and we just sat down, this would have been it. Yeah. Yeah, it has Oh, trust me. Th- these lights and this camera, these microphones, this has nothing to it do. It doesn't need to be here. No, <laughs> no, no. Like this would have been the conversation. Like I'm just here having a conversation with you. This isn't like I I am aware that people again, the people that come on the podcast are much more aware of the listenership than I am. I'm ha- I've gotten past that point. I'm having a conversation with someone. Right. The people that usually come on as guests, they're having a conversation, but they're having a conversation in front of other people. Yeah. I, that part is kind of past me at this point. Like I'm. That's good. Yeah, I'm having conversation with people, so this would have been it regardless. Yeah. And that's what's kind of weird. So, I just yeah, man, I I. I I love to talk about all different sorts of things, and there can clearly be levity. Like we're gonna get into chocolate. Like we can, like, <laughs> oh, you haven't forgotten. Like, they don't know. <laughs> like there can be levity. It's just, but there are still details to levity. 
there are there are still remarkable details that go into everything, no matter how shallow or how deep you think it is. There are wild details that go into everything, right? Like once we get into chocolate, trust me, it's we're gonna get to a place that you didn't think that we we're gonna get to. Oh, I'm sure. I'm certain of. It. <laughs> and but but that's amazing. But the point, of, the reason I bring up the details is because I'm a I'm a big fan of nuance. I'm a big fan of spectrum and seeing all the little the, the you know the the gray area like what is the nitty gritty to like what it is we're talking about let's break down those banners in that bumper sticker headline talk and let's read the article let's talk about the things that come afterwards through a real conversation like real honest genuine discourse like let's figure those things out and so when you're talking about someone trying to apologize yeah i'm sorry doesn't hack it like what are you sorry for? How does it make you feel? Like, let's get into why you're sorry. Yeah. And and it's and it it, it flip flops too because when we're talking about compliments, one I'm not a big fan of. I realize this. It goes back to the whole ego thing. I'm not a big like a huge fan of compliments. I usually just try to judo reverse the energy and like throw it back <laughs> on the other person. Like I don't. I like I just I'm I'm good without them. I'm pretty good without them. Yeah, I, you're I more just, comfortable. Without yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely don't need them. Um. But when it comes to giving people compliments, I find that it's so it's so much better when you get into detail about someone, like just detail about someone, because you have a great smile is like, that's awesome. Like, that's that's great. And you do have a great smile. So that's something that like I could say to you and like that's that's a cool thing to say like it's a pleasant thing to say to the next person. Yeah. But when you just say something like yeah, but it's it, it's a great smile and I've seen great smiles. But it's a it's contagious. It's a contagious smile, right? Like and it's genuine. Like everything you 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 smile with your whole face. <laughs> Your eyes shut. The whole, your <laughs> eyes shut. The cheekbones come out. The dimples. The teeth are there. Like the, you see the crows. Like like the whole face is just uh, just bliss. It's just happy to be in this moment. Like that is that is a little bit more of something to say to someone, right? And so it just it just goes on both ends. Like what is it really about this thing that you're trying to speak about? And again, I know there's another thing that I'm saying. I'm making it seem like it's easier than it really is because sometimes all you really got in the bag is you got a great smile. Some people just don't. They're not good with words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, give them what they can. So <laughs> I don't even want to. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even trying to put people down for that. Like that's that's for certain. But when it comes to the apology, still, you're not good with words. You got it. You got to try to give me a little bit more than just I'm sorry. And then when I ask for what, uh, I mean, I mean, you feel bad. So I'm sorry for that. It's like, oh, OK. So, okay, so you lament my feeling. I, I love that in Spanish that things are broken down like that. Like, like a, you know, perdón, perdona me. It's just like, a, like a, sort of like a, like a pardon me. You know what I mean? Like a pardon me for my, for my action, whatever the case is. Or, or like a lo siento. Like I, I lament. I feel that feeling, right? I'm using my, my empathy my tools of empathy and I feel what you feel and I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's not necessarily like, uh, like my bad. It's not like disculpe me. Like, it's not like a, 
my fault for doing that thing. Yeah. You know, to I, you. I've never really liked the saying, my bad. My bad. I know. It's <laughs> my bad. Like, it's such a weird thing. My to, fault. To like. Sorry, homie. Not like, or like, I don't know. Like I <laughs> do like the eye thing when people say it sometimes. <laughs> so I don't, cause it's just, it is very. See, you're in the details too. generic? You're in the details too. Maybe, These yeah. are details. No, I am. A poor Luke has to like listen to me all the time. <laughs> like when I start <laughs> poor to. Poor Luke. This is why like I think I was nervous about doing the podcast mm. because I ramble and I'm an oversharer. So like mm. I'll start talking about something and then it's all, it's not that I, sometimes I do forget why we started, but then it's just, I just end up in a completely different area. And I feel like I've said things that everyone's like, okay, get to the point. Oh, <laughs> you like, think so? I think sometimes I'm like that. What is, how, do you, where are you on the scale of creativity? Like, how would you say, like, do you think you're pretty creative? Do you do things that are pretty creative and like artistic or no, no. not really? Hmm, has anyone ever told you that you have an artistic or creative mind? Have you ever heard that growing up? Someone, um, so actually, one person, <laughs> it was, um, who was it? What is that class that you have to take? In Nova? I, I forget if it was Nova or Lord Fairfax, but it was... Like, like an SDV class? It's like a like coming into college? Yes, yes, course, it yeah. was that class. Yeah. That class. Student I development. Was, I yes, think yes it was that class. I can't believe I remembered. So I was in front of my teacher and I was um, using the um, the mouse and sliding my finger to instead of using the, yeah, the like arrows. The yeah. And he was like, have you ever thought about going into like music theory or art or something like that? And I was like, what wow. do you mean? And he was like, because you do things differently than other people. Like most people would use the keyboards, but you actually are taking time like you to use the mouse and scroll. And I was like, I have never thought about this. And I just thought that was such a deep thing that he took from watching me on a computer. But he was the first person that said that? that was five, six years. Don't ago, you five, love that? Don't ago. you love it was so long ago, but yet it was it was so deep. It was such a it was such a quick thing. I haven't thought about that moment until right now. Oh wow, it just came back. That's oh, why, that's why so, you said that. That yeah. is why I'm so surprised I'm remembering it because I have not thought about it oh. since since then. But I remember, How do you yep. feel about that now re having that resurface? It, made, it gave me butterflies. Like I got excited. I was like, wow. Like I was like, <laughs> Ooh, I'm so in something. <laughs> like, so silly but i don't know but i remember him saying that it was i i guess he took some psychology class and that is why he he mm, said that he uh, said i was working a certain part of my brain that yeah. other people don't and it is quite unique and i thought but i was like but i feel like a lot of people just play video games you know they're like used to just like the keyboards uh, like doing yeah. it fast i don't play video games i never right. have so yeah i but I've always just, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah, I was, what book was it? It was, uh, I think it was Outliers, uh, maybe? Yeah, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell that I was reading. And he was talking about the different the different ways that intelligence manifests itself in this world. Because, mm -hmm. like, anyone these days that are just looking strictly at an IQ test to, to prove someone's intelligence, they just don't know enough. They just don't know enough about the different ways that intelligence manifests itself through the world. And so sometimes you get someone that isn't so great on convergent thinking that that studies things 
and can take tests well, like give you a real accurate answer to a thing. Yeah. Right. But then you have these other different types of people, these divergent thinkers. That's where I would fit in. (laughs) Didn't do too well in school. Although I think if I, if I, you know, maybe just put my mind to it a bit more, I would have done much better. I do believe in that, but I didn't, I didn't care about it at the time. I was trying to do other things. I was way more. I was way more interested in just running around with my friends and 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 girls. Girls were always at the top of the list for me. It's just what I was interested in. And this divergent thinker, they look at things and they talk about things. And when they hear things or they're they're stimulated, there's there's that idea that's being presented in the conversation, and then. There's like a burst of ideas that come from that thing. And it just looks like a large web, right? And really, (laughs) you're just thinking, what can I, like, where do we go? Like, there's so many ways to talk about this. There's so many ways to do this. I could go anywhere. I could, you know, bring this thing and I'll tether that to that. And I'll bring that and I'll build this over here and I'll cut this and color it this way. And before you know it, you got this huge piece of architecture. And that's what happens and that's one of a, that's a huge thing when we're going back to these qualities that I think sort of play into charisma and people wanting to hear you talk is how are you stringing these things together? Like, where is your mind going? Because sometimes you'll hear someone start talking about something. I do this all the time. I it's just sort of I've kind of trained myself to do this because I love storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like someone will say something and then I'll sort of work backwards. Like I'll start with something seemingly unrelated like super kind of weird and i'll just kind of like throw that boomerang and like have it go around and catch a bunch of different items from a bunch of different stories like experiential things or facts or things that i've read from a book or it could be fiction or non-fiction or whatever and then it comes back around and you're like oh that's oh okay it connect now i see what you're saying (laughs) that was a wild route you took to get there but but wow, it was so vivid. Like, okay, I see it now and I understand what you're saying. As opposed to just taking the very regular ABC route to getting there. You know, so it's just different ways. But I think that if you if you can do it well, then it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to sort of go out on the limb and, and, and reach for something over here and then walk out on this limb and reach out for something over here. And, and have some beautiful mashup that gives you something absolutely spectacular. I talk about the the show Chopped all the time. Like all, any I don't of think the, I've any, seen that. Is that these, a cooking show? It is a cooking show. Oh, okay. I love this. <laughs> That's the knife. That's the, the knife. knife. Yeah, I'm <laughs> don't do this with the. Don't swing the knife like it's a like it's, you're the Santa Claus outside of Salvation I just, Army I with the bell. Imagine a chef like cutting up vegetables. <laughs> totally. totally. Better better knife skills. Yes, also yes, better better right. pantomime there. Um, but the, the whole point is that, you know, I, I see all these things in life connecting. And so when you see someone like Chopped take a bunch of seemingly unrelated items like they have to do, they just open up a basket and it's a bunch of stuff in there. And then they have to make a dish out of it. It's wild looking at it because you look at it and you're like, I could never make anything with the, with the contents of this basket. But the chef looks in and they just see opportunity Mm -hmm. they just see possibilities it's a talent and then they do it and then you see the finished product at the end and you're like wow you can do that 
Like a human being can actually do that? <laughs> and I think it's no different than conversation. Yeah. So so you can be the type of person that's a bit more creative or divergent of a thinker and you're taking a fun, different route and you're taking a bunch of seemingly unrelated things and you're bringing it together. But the product, if the product comes in, it's plated beautifully on that dish. Like, I want a bite of that. I want a bite of that. So I, I think that I think that you sound just fine. I've, I've been... I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because I'm a weirdo as well, but I can follow you very easily okay, along good. with what you're talking about. And it, it never seems like something you're talking about is completely out of left field. It has nothing to do with what we're on track oh, talking about. I feel like a couple times I caught myself and I was like, oh, Rachel, did you forget the <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's, no, it's, oh, no, it's never like that. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Okay. The- we got to get down to something serious. Mm-hmm. Chocolate. I knew it. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. I almost let's, said it. Let's just let's just let's just get down. Like, what different ways are we incorporating this? Right? Like, what like what are you doing? Like, just dark chocolate squares? Do you do any sort of fondue dishes ever? Have you tried to like melt down chocolate? I or- do. So actually, I used to do it a lot. So growing up, um, my parents wouldn't. I always had a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. But my parents were actually, like, pretty healthy. Like, we would have a lot of rice and chicken and veggies, like, for every night for dinner and stuff. And we'd have, you know, bread for sandwiches. We'd have, like, the basics. Right. But we didn't have a whole lot of, like, fun things to eat until maybe I got a little bit older. Okay. So what I used to do is um, they had chocolate chips because every now and then my my dad is really good at baking. So we would okay. have chocolate chips. Mm. But I And I do like popping those every now and then, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But what I used to do is take their plain uh, Greek yogurt yeah. and I would melt chocolate chips in a bowl, like a bunch of them, and then <laughs> mix it with the yogurt and make like my own little. And it would, so it hardens the chocolate. So it's just like. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like ice cream with. with oh, like, yeah. The it hard almost comes in like a. Oh. Yeah. It like hardens like that. Yeah. You know, when you go to like Nathan's ice cream or yeah, something like yeah, that and they get the, the hard yeah. chocolate over the cone, yeah. it's just like that. Oh, so I started wow. young inventing ways to like, you know, satisfy my sweet tooth. Yeah. So oh, that, that was, was like, creative. Yeah. That was like the first time. Huh. Fun fact about like, Nathan's. I was telling someone the other day, I used to, I was always trying to find like a crafty way to like take girls on dates because I wasn't, <laughs> because I wasn't like, I didn't, you're young. You don't have like a ton of money, like middle school, high school. Like I was dating young. So like, you, like I wanted to take people out places and I would take them like during the summertime, we would go to Nathan's and like, that's already a great move because Nathan's is awesome. Like people love Nathan's. It's great ice cream. You're sitting out. It's great people that work back there. Mm-hmm. There's always like a ton of people. So the vibe is always pretty friendly and stuff like that. There are dogs there. People getting their dogs, little pup cups, like, right? Like <laughs> yep. it's a great, it's a great time. But what I would do beforehand is I would go to the public library oh. and I would get an array of Where's Waldo books. And we would go sit out and eat ice cream and find Waldo in these different books. And it was a hoot. It was a hoot. It was a great time. When you're young, like now, if you try to get that off, maybe not so cool. I don't know. Maybe depending upon the right person, it could still be cool. Well, honestly, I don't know people that actually go that in depth with creating dates anymore. Oh, like, man. Like that's a, I think that's another reason while, sorry, I'm backtracking. Do but it. like when people say that dating is trash now, mm. I think it's a lot of it is there's not a lot of planning. Like it's the same old, let's go to dinner or let's get a drink or yeah. let's go out yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. dance. But like that is so cute. Someone took time to go to the library. I mm-hmm. picked out a book yeah. and they wanted an activity while serving some ice cream. Honestly, yeah. that is such a sweet 
I think that that is so sweet. I don't know how many times you did this with how many girls, but <laughs> <laughs> the idea in itself is very sweet. Oh, yeah, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead and just <laughs> yeah. not answer that question. But yeah, very cute, right? See, exactly. That's what I was saying. No, I do. I think that oh, that, man. I would have preferred I Spy, but that's fine. Oh, uh, yeah, I never did. Those I never, books I never, were like Yeah, I don't think me. I ever I did them. that. But I mean, I did the I Spy books for sure, but I never took the I Spy the book date. out yeah. there. I don't So for think. your next date. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I spy. That's, That's gonna be so funny if I really do that. That's gonna be. You so have funny. to tell me, please, or put it on your podcast. I'll for sure. Oh yeah. No, no. I'll definitely. I'll definitely. Uh, you. You just one day. You're just gonna. You're just gonna see like Earl Hooks pop up on like your text message thread. It's gonna be like image one, like attachment one. <laughs> You're gonna open it. It's just gonna be an spy book and like me out somewhere. Like that's I'm gonna exactly. send you the little hands. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I'm, yeah, that's definitely. I think that that's cool. And I've always been a proponent of trying to be crafty and just try to figure some stuff out. I think that when you come, not by no means am I saying I came from nothing, but I think that when you don't have money, you find creativity. Oh, for like sure. You find ways to make things work. And so that was the thing. It was like. I didn't just grow up with, like, an allowance from my parents. Like, I wasn't getting yeah. 20 bucks a, a week or something wild like that. Like, I didn't just have cash on me. So, the money I did have is, like, okay, I got, like, this 10 bucks. How am I going to make this work? Well, public library is free. And Nathan's isn't wildly expensive. Like, I think this 10 this $11.25 can get us there. Mm-hmm. Right? So, between those two things, now you have a great time. You have a great personality. You try to have, you have some great talk. And conversation for me... It's never really been awkward. Like, I've, it's never really been, like, a weird thing for me where I'm just, like, constantly trying to figure out, like... Well, like you're a carrier, though. You carry the conversation a lot, I feel like. Uh, or you're yeah, able to. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if the person you're with can't well, I try contribute, to, I, try I feel to, like you could. I try to give resources. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know sometimes people need a lot of rope. So <laughs> I, just, I just keep tossing. Like, I got a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. So I just keep tossing rope, and at some point, they... Usually, what it is, I, I just look in the eyes, and there's, and, and again, the face, and usually there's something, and they light up, <laughs> and I'm like, gotcha, and, and then I stop talking, and then they go, and then I'm like, all right, that com- comfortability, yeah, because I, I, I think it's so important, right? Like again, oh, with everything sure. that you do, people got to be comfortable to just let you into the, the like their physiology. Yeah, massage therapy is like you have a whole section in school at probably the first three to four weeks is about like ethics and codes and just mm. how you react to certain situations and how they would react to certain situations mm-hmm. if you had put them in there. Yeah. So it's like you learn very honest massage therapists. Like if you don't, if you don't have that I mean, there's there's people, people, and then there's some people that just don't like to work with people. So yeah. you definitely have to want to help people and like mm-hmm. like to be around them yeah. to make them comfortable. I don't think if I if I didn't, I wouldn't be good at it. I don't mm-hmm. think I would have any clients. Yeah, but definitely yeah. like yeah, you saying that it's a privilege for you to meet all these people. Like there you go. Yeah, boom. absolutely. No, it is a privilege. Yeah. Like people, just like you were you were talking about it earlier too, where. Um, when you even when you first start dating people like you just give them a little bit and you hold mm. some stuff back because it is a privilege for them mm. as well and i look at that like when i started dating luke like it was a privilege to meet his family it was a privilege for him to invite me to meet his friends like 
these are all parts of his life that he didn't have to include me in as quickly as he did. Right. But he did. He was so open. And I thought that that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I was a little slower mm. to it as well. But it, it is a privilege for people to be involved. It, it is. I was... This is also a part of the conversation I was having with my roommate yesterday. Is we were we were thinking about friends. There have been friends that have been, you know, left behind. Like it happens. You grow apart. Things happen. Whatever. People choose other people. Whatever the case is, and you know, sometimes because we live in this this fear of technology, you can kind of check up on someone if you want to. Like you can kind of see like what they're into. Sometimes people aren't doing so well. Sometimes people seem really angry, and it's like, damn. Maybe if we had just stayed friends and you stuck around this solid group of people, like you it wouldn't be that way for you, whatever. And I just never knew what it was like to be alone, really. Like I, I like I, I can be alone. That's not what I mean, like in you know solitary. But what I mean is, I never knew what it was like to not have people care for me. That's what I mean. You've always had your people. I've always had friends always had friends and friends that like cared for me like they were solid they were there for me if i ever needed them i've always had those types of friends yeah. every once in a while you know i'll stumble around and being around some people i had no business being around but for the most part but i always had solid group of friends and family around to care for me and to think like i have conversations with so many people all just throughout the week i don't even know how many people i talk to i'm just constantly talking to people and I just think, man, if I didn't have like the skill set that I do, I didn't know how to how to navigate these encounters with people and, and, and how to, you know, reap the benefits from them, how to receive care from other people, how to receive knowledge or wisdom or just pleasantries from people. I didn't know how to receive other people as they are like this would be this would be a very different life that I'm living. But man, do I just talk to awesome people. <laughs> and it's like all the time, like even th like even this, right? Because I do a podcast and that's cool. And people listen and they like it and that's cool. And just listens and she likes it and that's cool. <laughs> but then there's another level where it's not only she just listens and she likes it and that's cool, but it's I like the person behind it, really. Like yeah. I really do. And I like them enough to introduce him to some other people that I really like. Yeah. And I like this girl, Rachel, a lot. She's a winner, oh, and and I, and I and I and I like Earl, so I ought to put like I should put him in the same room, just see what happens and back off, you know. So, just knowing that you're living that sort of life that propagates growth and propagates growth in in the way of meeting new people, new interesting people that otherwise maybe you would have never gotten to know or mm -hmm. never seen around, whatever. That means a lot because it's a wealth of of, of niceness of pleasantness, of, of beauty, of new perspective, information, wisdom, clarity, like health, right? Like it, there's something when we talk about this, these pillars of health, right? These different, uh, yeah, let's just call them pillars as opposed to a little working up and down. Conversation for me is so, it's so imperative. Yeah. It's so imperative because you talk about, and I say this all the time on here, you talk about the nutrition being an aspect. Like the conversation I have is nutritious. Yeah. It is new. It feeds me. And I'm getting yeah. wild vitamins and stuff from the conversations I have with people. Like this, having this space and doing this with people, like this was, 
we've now been talking for almost about two hours and a half. Like, who knew that this would have been a thing? But this has been a very fruitful interaction between two pleasant people, right? Coming together with with real genuineness and yeah. and, and curiosity and excitement and love and compassion and it and we came together and we made it happen the way that we did. Now I've had a phenomenal time. Me too. And this so type fun. and this types of things like this type of thing settles in, right? Because we've talked about so many things on here. <laughs> so many things. We can't even list them right now, but we've gone over so many different things and we'll stop this and we'll go on about our day. And you know, Luke we may ask you, what you guys talk about? And you may remember some of them, but they're going to be a bunch of things you don't quite remember, but it'll settle in. You'll go to sleep. You might remember some more. You wake up the next morning and be like, damn, like that was kind of, that part was kind of, that was kind of deep. Like, that was kind of interesting. Like that'll, it'll happen. And maybe a week from now, you'll be like, oh, this thing that's happening in front of me right now is kind of making me think of that thing that I had a conversation about. And that thing just pumps you up. And it's, it's just, it's just, it's the gift that just keeps on giving. Yeah. And so I just, I never know how these things will truly impress me or impress upon my character, but I, but I know that they will. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing to look out for in the future. Well, that's what I was excited about too, because after, so after Jess sent me, so she sent me the podcast that you two had done together right. and then you had sent me a few others. I was telling you, I was listening to them, and some of them did get, like, deep enough to where I was like, ooh, maybe I'm not ready for this. And, <laughs> like, you, like, have to think about it. But then at the same time, I would, like, make myself finish the podcast mm -hmm. because I do want to hear other people's, like, ideas and thoughts. Right, because I, right. it's, it is it is so interesting. Right. Just, like, hearing how people perceive life mm -hmm. in general because we are so different. We've all had so many different experiences. And granted, I think... Both of us are a bit of extroverts. So mm. introverts are probably like, oh, this is exhausting. Like, I'm mm. tired. I want to go to bed. Because mm. that's just how they're wired. Right. So it's definitely like extroverts gain the energy from this. What's, but what's funny about that is because I've had so many people on. So mm -hmm. I've run clearly run into some introverts. And I'm not taking away what you said because it probably is a draining aspect of it. Although I feel like, again, spectrum, nuance, details you are a Christian and you also love clothes and love to dress the way that you are because you're confident and love to roll around and frolic in the daisies, right? That's just what you like to do. So there are just complexities to us, right? I've seen people have points of introversion of them as well as points of extroversion. Mm -hmm. And it's just really about, again, the narrative you're telling yourself or just, you know, the, the set of circumstances you happen to be set in at the moment. And I think it different parts of yourself are flourishing at certain points or they shine better within certain depending upon the variables set in place at the time and i've come across some people that would say that they're introverted but it astonishes me every week on or off the podcast how much people are willing to talk about themselves as you also just talked about before um about you sitting in there as a CA and speaking to all these people way more than the doctors do about their personal lives and how much they're willing to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. It astonishes me how much people are willing to talk if they are looking at someone that seems like they actually care, like they're yeah, actually like listening. They're given the opportunity. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, like I don't ever come across like people don't come across it enough. 
Yeah. And it's and it's real and I know it because I talk to so many people and I just keep hearing it day in, day out all the time. Like people don't feel like they really have people that are listening, locked in, listening to them when they're talking. So then you stop you stop talking about stuff. Yeah, that is a good point. Sherry Turkle has a really good book called Reclaiming Conversation that talks all about this stuff and, you know, the rise of technology and how that's taken away from a bunch of conversation and stuff. Um, I'm not going to be the old guy to point his finger right now, but (laughs) but it's kind of a thing. And so it's amazing when you allow people to start to really rev up that engine that never really gets exercised too much. And then they just they start they start coming out and they just start flood that stuff just starts flooding out because it's just been pent up and they haven't had anyone to get it out to or so they feel they haven't had yeah. anyone to get it out to so it it, it you know it's, people need people for sure yes back to your point of people needing people yeah. yeah people being locked up wasn't wasn't so good no yeah yeah it's true there was um I did so I did I haven't worked in the health. It, like environment okay long like i said it, right. not before covid yeah. so i don't know how people were before covid i worked at starbucks so i know that they've always been a little bit angry <laughs> but like <laughs> but like um i've always worked in food industries so you get like <sighs> me too you really know people yeah for <laughs> you sure you really know people yeah. but um it was actually funny when you said the lo siento thing i remember saying that so much to the kitchen ladies oh, at yeah. chick-fil-a because i genuinely felt so bad for messing up the order and yeah. being like i'm sorry yeah. i need a large fry and they would they'd get so bad and then, and then fix my spanish and, and right, then go right, out right, of there right. but anyways um <laughs> but it's like Papa Grande is <laughs> But um, I just know that like I so I don't know how people were coming into the office I guess before COVID. But I know Dr. Michael and all of them like really talked about how people are changing. Like when I got the job, it was mid COVID, so they just kept saying it like people are getting more stressed. Like we need to maybe spend more time with the patients. All this different stuff. Give them. Um, There was a lot of. Let's introduce them to exercise and yoga and just things that can give them a little bit of peace and like let out some steam. Mm. Um, that was like a big push that we were doing for patients when I first got hired. And granted, I was so new. I was just like, okay, let's do it. But um, I think now that things are reopening, I realize like they must have been more stressed before COVID because I'm thinking during COVID, yes, like all they wanted to talk about was how they were frustrated with what was going on. Mm. But now that everything is opened up and they have to go back to work, they're actually way more tight and frustrated now. And mm. I think that that's why um, I brought up just the fast pacedness of it all was, yeah. you know, COVID, everyone was locked in, but seeing people, how they their bodies are reacting and how their mental health is reacting mm. towards like just the fast pacedness coming back yeah and it came back pretty quickly like it was like nothing and then everything i felt like yeah um yeah for sure at least i felt yeah some places were clearly open up much quicker than others some places never shut down like you have like i think that definitely some places in the midwest like i know like idaho never gave a shit i think 
uh, I know Florida never gave a shit. Yeah. Like, but there was just certain places that was just like, we're not doing, like, we're chilling. What do you got? Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, we'll take whatever's coming for us. We're relaxing. And then yeah. there were other places that shut down for a little while. Some places that are still shut down. Yeah. You know? And it's like, for me, I never stopped. So yeah. I worked all through COVID. Nothing really affected me too much, mm-hmm. except for, like, right before I, I started going to the office, Starbucks had. Um, told us to start wearing masks. But other than that, nothing really changed too much. And then, um, but for some people, they changed their whole lives. Mm -hmm. Their whole lives. The way that they are bringing up their kids is different. So it's, um, and now that things are trying, I think, to go back to normal, I think we'll we'll obviously always talk about COVID. It was just too crazy not to. But, um, People are trying to go back to normal, and I think that they're, it, they don't know what to do. And yeah. I think that that confusion is stressing some people out, especially. I don't know if it's just the location of my office mm-hmm. and like the type of people that live in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that that has a lot to do with it because it's a community, and different communities act and react different. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it's all sorts of stuff. It is all sorts of stuff. People are worried about politics. Like, yeah, like, it is what, all like, sorts like, of what's stuff. What's going on? I mean, with there's that? been like, so many changes in the past four years yeah. in so many different directions. Yeah, that, like you're right. It is so much. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, but it people are torn asunder by all these different things. They're pulled in so many different directions by so many different things going on. Like you, you cut on a lot of people's feed, whether they actually watch the news, news, or they're on Twitter. It's just like bunch of people talking shit or like it's just it's it's stuff is going on everywhere yeah and i mean people like me don't have twitter and don't watch the news so we're really just going off of what we encounter day to day right which i which isn't a bad way but it's it's not the best like i don't know exactly everything that's going on in the outside world and i do think that it's important to know that yeah, there's there's balance to everything, right? Yeah, but but, it, from, but it's really important to know me, what's going on in your exactly. world. Exactly. So that's kind of what I I focus on because especially with with my career path, I that is all that I do is focus. Mm-hmm. Like I I um, prioritize what's in front of me at the time it's in front of me because I need people to know that I'm with them, right? And it's all about them for sure. And and it really is because that is my job is to unravel like what's bringing them pain and stuff. So. Like, that's kind of, like, how I have – that's just how I live my life in general. Yeah. It's just I only know what's going on based on the people around me and what's going on. Like, I know gas prices are going up because I feel it. I am, like, mm-hmm. definitely um, feeling that in my wallet. And, mm-hmm. like, I know food is – food changes based on, like, what's on the shelf one week and then what's not. Like, mm-hmm. I, I see things, but I don't, like, watch it on the news. I don't read it yeah. on Twitter and yeah. stuff. And yeah. I hear what people say is going right. on for sure. Like, Oh my goodness! In my office, like patients, they are so opinionated, and they all mm. have like their views, and it is so funny to listen to them because they—you'll hear one patient very conservative yelling something, and then one very liberal saying something else, and then yeah. the other patient that's like, oh, "I don't really care." Yeah, <laughs> like, like everyone is so different, and it is so funny, and it's kind of fun to be a part of that, like yeah. knowing different sides. You can yeah. kind of like put pieces together, and then you create your own thoughts, but. I don't know. I think that that goes. I liked how you were saying how in your speech, like you want to be like the chef and like take something that someone wouldn't think is possible and turn it into something else. Yeah. Like you just 
you help people grow that way. Mm -hmm. And like you make people think differently because they just heard you do it and they're like, whoa, I want to try and do that. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. I talked to my my co-host about this the other day. I was like, bro, like, art is so dope. <laughs> like, like, art is what moves cultures. It's it's yeah. art. Like, we are so drawn to this alignment of things again. Like, we just, we crave it. And to be able to be an artist in any respect and show people a window that they can peer through for a moment of their life and see things in a way that they didn't, that they would have never thought to see it before. Whether you paint a picture or, or you, you, you play a musical instrument or you're a dancer or you, you're a cinematographer or you, did I say cinematographer? <laughs> <laughs> or you're or a cinematographer or I promise I can speak. I promise I do this. Or you're an orator of sorts, like a podcaster, whatever, or a chef, whatever way it is that you can do it, bring something together in a way is just, it's so beautiful. I was I was telling him that uh, about Marianne Evans, who goes by the pseudonym George Eliot, the great uh, fiction novelist, uh, and, and, and Charles Dickens, who I just recently read and had a huge humility, a uh, huge... Uh, humility lesson just reading this, I this like book his books. oh yeah that the great expectations was a fantastic book uh but but uh, i read some of these fantastic novelists and i just see just how again magnified their view is on life mm -hmm. and just how much of everything they're seeing i'm like wow like they were seeing the world just they it was so detailed yeah. Like they they caught on to every little thing and then they were able to put it on a piece of paper and we're able to read it and have our minds exploded just from the, their sheer observational skills like that. And, and we're able to see things the way that they could just for a moment, just by reading these pages. So being able to do that for someone else, like I there's there's almost nothing else I love more than like saying something to someone. Yeah. And. They look at me and they're like, whoa. <laughs> they're like, yo, I legitimately just felt like my mind expand. Like I felt my mind expand and I felt my heart expand. Like my capacity for like compassion. They're like, whoa, like I just, that's such a weird feeling. You know what I mean? Like that's, oh, yeah. that, that's an awesome thing to be able to do. Like, that's a wild, that's so wild. It is. I remember Jess saying that when, when she was telling me about you the first time, she was saying, he's just a guy that genuinely believes conversation is an art form. And I was like, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. I was like, wow, that's really nice. Like, just like that's, saying that. That's a, that is a fact. Yeah. yeah, no, like her saying that, I was like, that's really, like, I just didn't even my brain expanded because I was like not even thinking about podcasts, just simply being two people having a conversation. But I mean, when I think about it, I've definitely listened to people who have a, con a podcast for a reason, whether it's political or or historical or something. Yeah. But it really is just two people having a conversation about a topic. Yeah, yeah. People, you know, there's so many. And that's what's great about podcasting. If you get deep into it, it's just like music in that there's so many different ways to do yeah, it. Like so it's like many. an unlimited um, amount of ways of doing it. So no two podcasts sound exactly alike. They're going to be a bunch just like music where 
a bunch of people are just trying to do the next thing that the next person's trying to do. So, you know, a lot of stuff just gets saturated and, you know, it, it kind of bleeds itself out. But there are some some really interesting things out there and some people with some amazing talents and set of skills doing really, really cool stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have a bunch of other skill. I'm I'm good at a very finite amount of things on this planet. So you meant you mentioned your job. Mm-hmm. Do you do you work somewhere else as well? This yeah, isn't just yeah, what yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I just yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I was this wondering is, this is about my, that. This is my passion. Right. Like this is my passion project, and I do this like once or twice a week, every week. Again, this is going to be episode one seventeen. That's crazy. You know, yeah. That's I've, awesome, I've just been I've just been doing it every single week, and this is my passion. This is this is something that you know, with or without any money or notoriety or any of that, like I will continue to do. Like, I just want to, I want to do this. I want to sit down with people and just chat. Yeah. Just talk, just about whatever, whatever comes up, whatever people are feeling that day, whatever point in life they're at. That's all I, I don't care. Like, we don't have, and that was another thing when you were, when we were on the walk before this and you were saying, oh, you know, I got a little deep when I was listening to you and Jessica's episode, uh, which ironically, the title of that episode is Look at Her Butt, which is not very deep at all. No, I thought that that was so funny because when I first met her, all I did was look at her butt or her tracks. I'm not going to lie. And Jess knows this too, but it's like when you're in that like fitness uh, yeah. world, like, oh my gosh, Jess was, she's just like so proportionate and yeah. she's so... I, she's, so, she's been doing it for a long time. I know, and, yeah. and it's amazing. She's and so me in. and my friend Maddie, who Jess also knows, because Maddie ended up training at the same gym, um, both of us would just be like, oh, I want that. Like, yeah. I, So I thought it was so funny. I laughed so hard when I saw, when she sent me the the episode and it actually said, look at her butt. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, yeah it's, it's hilarious because when you when you get in that field like long enough, like just exercise and fitness, there, there just comes a point where you're not looking at other people's bodies just as, man, they're hot. It just yeah, becomes, no, it's it, not like it, that yeah, at all. Exactly, it becomes a man. You had to work hard for that. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> like, such a respect factor. Yeah. You're like when when you're in a gym and someone's like, so what do you do? What do you right. eat? Like, how yeah. are you living your life to <laughs> to like look healthy like that? Because that's what it is. Like to me, Jess just looks so healthy, and right. that's what I wanted. I was like, mm. she looks so healthy yeah and that's what i kept you talking. i was gonna say that long before in this conversation that you look healthy thank it, you yeah, but, it, but it but it's it, it's funny too because it's far beyond well i don't know it's hard to tell because it's not it's not just your appendages right right like your your skin looks healthy and <laughs> and your your aura like the way that you come off it's sort of like when i was saying you kind of get a sense of where people are like sort of teeter-tottering the line between yeah. insanity and, <laughs> right like you don't know but you you seem healthy like you seem like your your mind is here and it, it's clear or it's clear enough for us to be able it's to clear enough you know <laughs> for us to sit here and do what yeah. it is we've done and paint this picture together so getting back to the the art side of things Oh yeah, I've been looking at this as an art for a long time. Like a, it's like an art and science, yeah. Right, and it's just like an ongoing art and science. Like they're still figuring out so much about conversation and and how it's done in different cultures and things of such sort. But I find it to be absolutely fascinating. And this is my this is my means of getting what's inside out. Like this is the way that I know how to do it. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not I'm not that great at anything else. But this I love to do. And so I love to get better at it. And I can't, I listen back to almost every episode and I think, 
like a little, like a lot of Earl, like you suck. Like why you need to be better. I know, I know, I know, but I promise you, like, I've just never quite satisfied. We're I'm our just, own worst critics. For like, sure. I'm just, for I, sure. I'm just like, ah, oh, you could have, you could explain this better. Like you could have really inquired better on this. Like that would have like livened something up. Like I just, but it's, it is that drive that makes me better. Yeah. Right. Because I don't I don't want to just be completely satisfied with everything I do. Like because then because then I'm just chilling. Like I don't yeah. I don't want to be that. So I'm constantly just like looking at the brush strokes and the different colors that I'm using and all that sort of stuff. I've also done a lot of drugs. So just 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 to say like that. Also. That, yeah. Like that. That's been that's kind of been a thing. Um, uh, what is that thing? It's called, it's called like synesthesia. It's, I don't have that. I think this was called synesthesia, where you can some musicians see colors, like when they play notes, like they hear, they see music. Yeah. Like they see colors play, right? I think I'm getting that term right. If it's not, it's something very close to that. Uh, and some people see like shapes, you know, they see like geometric shapes and stuff like that. And I've had my fair share of, you know, drug experiences and I've just seen things. With my eyes open and my eyes closed, it's gotten very trippy and very, very cool, but also very rewarding and very informational, right, to me. Mm. And I think that that's helped out a whole lot because it's been able to unlock my mind and see conversation as more of an art, more of an art form. And so in my mind, it's so fluid and it's so beautiful. And I think you can do just as much with it as you can with music mm-hmm. or with a dance. It's like... I. I I likened it to dancing before we started recording. Yeah. Right? Because that's the way I see it. Just imagine like the most beautiful improvisational ballerina. Like that's Aww. kind of the way that I see it. Like the most elegant swan of like a woman just dancing and pirouetting, pirouetting away around a stage, you know, and like people just locked in and you have these spotlights on her. And she just glides across the stage and twists and turns and moves her body in ways that you could have never seen. But she's doing it improvisationally, right? Like just feel, just like feeling it through and just doing whatever the body feels in that moment, just moving, right? Like fucking water, <laughs> right? Like that's the, that's when I get in the groove, like that is what conversation ought to be. Like that's what I think. It's not about it being deep. I don't, I didn't want you to think because you listened to that Jessica episode, like this had to be deep, even though, again, I can't kind of stop myself from getting there. It's like, I just, I just want it to be fluid. I just want us to be here and, and do it together. Yeah, you and just then, want it to go where it's where it goes, taken, like just naturally. Where it goes, exactly. Yeah. Like that's really all I care about. I just don't, I don't want to take hold of it and try to make it something that it doesn't need to be I don't want to try to manufacture it in that way. I just want it to flow organically. So that's right. that's what I just, I try my best to just do that thing. So it's really just about rooting myself and being present. And, you know, the improvisation 101. Someone, man, <laughs> shout out to Emily, man. Someone that came on here a while ago. She wanted to take me to uh, improv, like an improv show that was taking place in Fairfax recently. And I think they do them like every week. So I'm going to get to one of these. But just like an improv comedy show. You just go and sit in a crowd and it's just like a couple guys or people up there and I guess they're just thrown scenarios or whatever. See, I think that those are so cool. That's what? I yes. Know. Have you ever seen um what is the show? Um oh. Home Oh. Uh crap. Uh Home Improvement. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Tim, uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. So I Wilson. Yeah. yeah. So I was told. I I think my brother told me this, and I actually never researched it, so I could be wrong. So maybe you know if this is true. Um, that a lot of that was improv. I didn't know that, but I do know that a lot of great things are. Yeah, no, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Especially like, like comedic things. And, you know, and I was, when he told me that, I was like thinking about the episodes in my head. And I remember sometimes when the sons would say something that they were so proud of, they couldn't even stop themselves from giggling. That's awesome. And I was like, I bet he was right. It was improv. And I thought that that was There's, so cool. Yeah, there are tons of shows like that. Like so many things that like we don't know that are improv that are just, they're just comedic geniuses. Yeah. I mean, think of like SNL. Like Saturday Night Live is a show where, I mean, of course, there are a bunch of geniusly comedic minds that write up a bunch of stuff and they have these skits and they've been running for, I don't know, they're probably on like season 38. Who I don't know how long they've been doing Saturday Night Live and these comedians sort of cycle out. But there's so much that's improv. Like there's so much that just happens and it's live too. And there's so much that just happens on the fly. And when someone that's a genius just says something hilariously left field and no one saw it coming like it's almost like you got come on man how are you not gonna laugh like that's why sometimes you just like they're just like trying their best i love watching bloopers like bloopers yeah, or certain tv too. shows like new girl or any of these sitcoms where people are encouraged to to improv it's great because then there you just get to see all these different reels like take three, take four, take five, and they have to keep doing them because every time somebody comes up with a new joke, people start bursting out laughing. They're like, okay, we gotta roll again. It's but it's it seems like so much fun. I know. It seems like so much I know. fun. And the the improv one oh one, I believe the first lesson they teach is yes and. Meaning whatever it is you have to say. I'm going to receive that thing, say yes, and continue on with it. I'm not going to reject it and act like you didn't say it or to try to steer the conversation a different way. That's the fighting the waves. Okay. That's that's the resistance. Like you trying to control what should be talked about and how it should be. Like, no, let's go into it and let me say something to you. And like, you'll bounce something off. And then I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to be like, okay, cool. Let's let's deal more with what you just gave me. Okay. Like, let me not just curve what you said. Let me receive that and 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 play on with it, right? And okay. Yeah. So that's like that. Cool. Yeah. So that's something that just keeps things real fluid and 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 in motion. So you I, you mentioned taking classes. Do you at Nova? Right. At Nova. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you um, graduate with like no, a degree for absolutely something? Absolutely not. I wasn't sure. I was like, I man, it there. sounds like he went for like speech or <laughs> something <laughs> well yeah i went there and was studying communications okay so i went there which is like everyone's least favorite class <laughs> exactly like people hated it when i was in public speaking class people hated being in that class i had a great experience in mine though well i'm glad you did yeah i did i, I mean, was surprised said, oh that's right because you said that you don't do well in group settings well it, yeah it's like the pressure of being told you're going to speak on a certain subject this is a lot easier because it is just natural flow but if they tell you this is what your topic is. I need you to research it and then tell the class. I'm like, oh, goodness. Mm. But with that class, it was so easy because everyone, day one, was like, okay, we're all nervous and no one here is very confident. Yeah. So, like, we all just put it out on the table the uh -huh. first day. But that's that's another thing of just, like, you we know, give a little bit of yourself, your insecurity, mm. and then people oh, yeah. can relate and 
you just understand and then it, you're yeah. more comfortable. We we did improv in that class. Did you really? Yeah, people hated that. Like the the guy had a basket at the front and he was like, I want everybody to go up there. And, and, and it's not like you pick one up and go back to your seat and think about it. It's you go up there one by one and you pick a piece of paper out of that basket and you read it. And as soon as you read that thing, he hits a timer. And it's like you have the next minute and 30 seconds to talk about that thing. Oh, and the prompts are very small. It's like one sentence. It's like talk for the next minute and a half about that thing. Hoo, 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 hoo. Now. I love that. I bet that was really funny, actually. Oh, my the God. Oh, it's people, so funny. Because people, if they don't know what that thing is, they're just like yeah. making up things. And you know that was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. But I love, I love that. I, I mean, I was always that person, too. I love to just go into something and just do it off the cuff as opposed to, like, trying to write it out and outline it and stuff like that. That was just, that was just never me. It's like, if I have the information... Is like so if I do the research and I have the information, I'd much rather just get up and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd much rather be that way because I don't want the I don't want the paragraphs and the I mean you must have to be an amazing writer to write a paper, an essay, and continue to go over it time and time again and write it in such a way and rehearse it in such a way that it doesn't become stiff when it's yeah. time for you to now say it in front of people. Like, I'd much rather just know the information and then do extemporaneous speech so that that way it's natural and I have the information. So it's not like I'm just pulling this stuff out of nowhere. Extempor Extemporaneous. 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 Yeah, off the cuff, like impromptu. What a word. Yeah, improvisational. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So so that's so that's 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 what I'm into. But I, I love it. Yeah, I went there. I took. I took, like, again, like I said, a music theory class for no reason. I think at that point I thought I wanted to be a guitarist or something like that. I was playing a lot of guitar at that time. I was going to say, do you play the guitar? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, were yeah. like, I just want to learn. Uh, I used to play like eight hours a day. I was like heavy, heavy onto it for like a few years. That is so awesome. Uh, yeah, Jessica was around for that time. Her and I actually played a couple open mic nights together. No like, way. At a local Thai place. Yeah, called Zab Thai. I think they changed the name of it now, but it's still a Thai place. But yeah, we used to go up there. It was on Thursday nights. So I used to go up there with my guitar. Sometimes I bring my electric. Sometimes I bring my acoustic, and I play like. Sometimes I play something I wrote. Sometimes I play like a classical piece because I love classical, you know, like nylon strings, like the way it sounds, and class mm -hmm. classical pieces. Like I love classical, uh, classical music. Yeah, one, me too. But, I do so, love it. Yeah, so it's absolutely beautiful. So yeah, I used to play open mic nights. I met a bunch of cool people up there. I used to do some. Some stuff with it. There was a girl named Sarah Fuentes that I met up there, and she was a great singer. And I, I know I learned like the the chords to "Love Song" by Adele, and she sang she sang it out. And I love that's one of my. It might be my favorite song off the album Twenty One by Adele, but if not, it's fighting for like number one and two. It's like <laughs> around there, but um, yeah, like th like that was an awesome time, awesome time in my life. Just going to play an open mic nights at this place. Um, anywho. Yeah, I, I, I did a music theory class. I did interpersonal communications, public speaking, business communications, and then I took Spanish 101, 102, 201, 202. Uh, and, 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 then I got, and then I got out because I was like, all right, well, you guys have, you guys have now, I've exhausted all of the communication classes that you guys have for me. And that's what I came here to learn. I, I, I'm done now. You're like, I can't get a degree from this. <laughs> like, yeah, I've no, taken, no, like, I mean, all the classes. <laughs> yeah, I man, I definitely could if I decided I was going to, you know, hunker down and take all of the gen ed classes and everything See, else that you have to part. take. That's why I dropped out of college. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because I, I could not wrap my head around 
paying all this money for things that have nothing to do or just just things that you learned in high school, you learned in middle school. Mm -hmm. And it's just adding on to that. But I just. It just wasn't, I just couldn't find myself in it. Like, I just, I was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. You're just doing it. Why? Because everyone else is told to do yeah, it when you graduate. Yeah, I can't do it. I don't I got time for that. I, I was like, that's not me. That's not me. Mm -mm. That's not me. Um, one thing I will say, uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming and doing this. Because you didn't have to do oh, this. Right? So just well, like, for having just me. like saying Luke didn't have to bring you around his family and do all these things with the quickness that he did, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he did. He did. And you didn't have to come here right because I, I wanted to give like a small buffer i was like hey if you want to go meet out for like some coffee or something like that or get a bite to eat like we can do that and you're just like man listen whatever dude like <laughs> we can meet we can record we can not like whatever you want to do we can do it so i was like well let's just forget about it then let's just come and have our first meeting be the recording let's let's just do it so it was cool for you to just be like yeah like like I'm going to be open and just meet this new person. Clearly a person that I like, I'm speaking from your standpoint, being Jessica Yeah. looks at this person like he's a cool guy. So And that's kind of what sealed it for me too. Right, I, right. I don't normally just like, yeah. yes, I normally don't just meet random people, but I was like, I love Jessica. I've known her for a really long time at this yeah. point. So if she loves you, then it's kind of it's right sealed. Sealed, sealed, the sealed, deal. sealed. So, this is called the Any Last Words pod. Um, is that for a few reasons. One, because, you know, when I think of Any Last Words, this wasn't really what it was. My friend just thought it really sounded cool, so we kind of went with it. But when I thought of Any Last Words, I just, I thought of a lot of the reason why I did this was because it was therapeutic for me. Right? Like just getting, like I said, what's inside out and expressing and having, who's usually my co-host here, Keon, great friend of mine. We've been friends since we were like in sixth grade. I think he was in seventh grade at the time, but we've just been friends since. And we mostly talk on here, but then I have a bunch of guests come on and they're doing things in the in the community or not doing things, whatever. Just anybody, really. Yeah. Just coming, hanging out. And I just thought about how I just want, I want to be able to get what I do have inside out. I want to be able to get my words out. I do want to be able to express. And when you think of any last words, you think of like that being the question before someone is killed right like do like do you like do you have any last words like what are your last words and i think that it is important that we express and we get ourselves out here and and come together and have conversation and you know attempt understanding right yeah. so i'm really really thankful that you came and did this i think that this has been an awesome episode an awesome conversation just in my life Aww, uh, so my last words for the people, because this is something that we do and I'll go first. Uh, you can, you can say something to the people. You can just say something to me, whatever it is. It's just kind of like a send off. It's kind of just a wrap up of whatever it is you would like to say in any regard. It can just be, thank you. See you guys. It can be whatever <laughs> it is you want, but just some last words. I would like to say, thank you. I would like to say, thank Jess. Thank all my friends, all my family, anyone that listens to this. Um, I'm, I'm humbled by people listening to this. I'm humbled by the people that I'm meeting and the fact that they are giving me their time because they, like you said, don't have to do that. And that's very, very humbling. And it's, it's kind of surreal, really. It's very, very cool. I don't take it for granted. I most certainly don't. Um, and 
and I and I and I hope to do this for as long as I possibly can. And anyone listening again, if you're around and you want to come hang out, hit me up, figure it out. ALW pod on Instagram. I love you guys. <laughs> what do you have to say? Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, this has been such a great experience. I was really excited <laughs> about it. So this is a lot of fun for me. Nice. I've never just sat and talked with someone for three hours that I just met, especially like this. Yeah. This is so exciting. Awesome. So I thank you so much for this experience. Yeah. Yes. And absolutely. thank you, Jess, for for thinking of me. I thought that was so sweet. Yeah, that is, that is very, very nice. <laughs> it was so nice. Again, best compliment. Yeah, so. I think she's going to love this. Yeah. <sighs> Episode 117, <laughs> baby. Peace.